Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. This is Fred Vogel from Totag, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. everybody and welcome to sick on cinema i am one half of your bullseye dickhead <laughs> podcasters john i'm the other half of your schnitzel time <laughs> podcasters <man>. ah. <laughs> schnitzel time oh, carl boy. butcher cheater he really took us on a roller coaster this week <laughs> it's been one hell of a journey with carl i'll, I'll never forget it that's for sure <laughs> that is true that's for true <laughs> so we probably shouldn't dilly-dally along too much this week because uh, this is going to be a big one. This is, this is going to be an epic. <laughs> We're covering four movies. Yeah. we got tons of questions. Yeah. And we got a big announcement to make as well. Yes. So this is going to be like the Lord of the Rings, like... Uh, <laughs> the trilogy. The Two Towers, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, this is going to be like, this is the middle one, the best one. <laughs> you know, this is the big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come along with us on this journey of madness, yes. <laughs> if you will. you. So, before we get into listener questions, here at Sick on Cinema, we don't like to bury the lead too much. Yeah. We don't like to leave you on a cliffhanger. We don't leave you like leaving you waiting. We don't tease you too much. We like to Probably ride up to. we like right up the front, let you know what's happening. So yeah. let's go ahead and make our announcement. How you like that? Are we already we're doing it already? Let's do it already. Okay. Because, you know, there may be people who don't make it all the way through the episode. And <laughs> they won't hear the announcement. <laughs> people are gonna skip the episode now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> can't blame them. Fair enough. <laughs> so, you will not have to wait two weeks for the next episode of Sick on Cinema. Oh, no. Why is that? Because we are in March. Crarch. Crarch. <laughs> That's a word. That is a word. <laughs> That's Critter March. Cr- cr- huh? Do you remember this? Critter March? Yeah, when we used to do Matt Reviews back in the Hezay. Yeah, it was Critter Riberary. Critter Riberary. Yeah. But then we said we could do it in March and call it Crarch. Yeah, I was like, hell no. <laughs> Anyways, this has nothing to do with that. We are, no. we are, uh, you know, digressing. Yeah. Um, next week will be an episode as well because we are in March, which is our anniversary episode. Yeah. Or 
month, month or whatever. We debuted in March and we returned in March. Yeah, so March is a special time of the year for us at Sigon Cinema. Yeah. And we plan to pack it out for you all. Mm-hmm. So next week we will be having an episode. And not just an episode, but an interview. Something we don't do all too often. Yes. And it's a very good interview, I think. Mm-hmm. It's with none other than Brandon Terry. Yes. The man behind Morbid Horror Podcast, which is under the Severed Cinema umbrella. And the man behind uh, Deviant. A movie that we have championed quite a bit. Oh, yes. Throughout this episode, or episodes. Yeah, throughout the podcast. Yes, for sure. So, yes. Very excited for that. It was a very good interview. Good Mm -hmm. sitting down and talking with him, and you'll be hearing that next Saturday. What is that? March 19th or something like that? Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next week is when you'll hear it. And then we'll have an episode after that, and an episode after that as well. Yes. It's going to be... Exhausting for us, probably. Sort of. I mean, we're going to have two in the can. Oh, yeah. So, well, yeah. It won't be too bad, to be honest with you. But, yeah. So, boom. Yes. That's exciting news. It's Brendan Terry. Yes. Be ready for that. It's a great interview. It's your boy. It's your boy. <laughs> and, like, also, like, he will not be the only person yes. to be showing up. Don't spoil but, it too much. No. There's uh, there's big things are coming. Yes. There's trouble brewing, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Do what? <I? laughs> What are you doing? What happened? I got, like, I got strangled. Dude, I nearly died drinking a monster the other day. Oh, yeah? I sent monsters straight into my lungs. <laughs> That's awesome. Let me tell you, if there's one thing you don't want to send straight to your lungs. No. It's the high fructose corn syrup fueled acid, basically. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, getting choked on a monster is horrible. It's bad. <laughs> but we have an epic plethora of listener questions that we need yes. to get into. So we're jumping right on in. You are relentless with these questions. In the best way possible. <laughs> yes. We appreciate each and every single one of you who uh, send in questions, but also just listen. If you don't send in questions, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So we yeah. are going to start with none other than Chris from Severed Cinema. What the fuck? Yeah, you heard that correct. The man behind Severed Cinema, one of the premier websites, if not the premier website, for Extreme Underground Cinema, where you can also find the Morbid Horror Podcast, yes. hosted by the great Brandon Terry. I have talked to this man uh, quite a bit. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, well, We talked about A Blood of Humanity, mm. which uh, you actually uh, watched. I have. We'll save that for another day, because yeah, I have a lot for, to say about that movie. Yeah, that's for another day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, very, of course, very cool guy, if you, if you, if you, if you know him. Yes. Chris says, hey guys, name a movie that isn't a Japanese guinea pig film, but would be perfect for the series. You cannot pick Lucky Sky Diamond. Cheers, Chris. I have a couple. I thought about this question a little bit. Okay. One that I think would be really cool, just because it's a weird, oddball gore film from Japan that I've seen at least twice and still can't tell you what it's about, actually. And that's Oregon. Yeah. That was put out by Synapse Films. It's just a weirdo movie with some great special effects, which, I mean, what's the guinea pig films if not weirdo movies with great special effects? Yeah. The other one that I think could play into the comedic aspect of the guinea pig series, you know, something like uh, He Never Dies, is actually Takashi Miike's uh, Full Metal Yakuza. Ah, really? Which is a shot on video uh, Takashi Miike movie. Yeah. And it's a wacky, weird movie that still has a little bit of nastiness in it, some violence, you know, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think both those films could fit in pretty nicely into the guinea pig series. Uh, my choice is Muzani. Muzani, yeah. It's, like, I, I know it's kind of like, we talk about this movie probably too much. <laughs> probably, but. <laughs> but since at the same time, uh, 
I don't know. It just kind of fits the feel. It does for sure. Of like, well, like guinea pig movies give you this weird feel, mm-hmm. which I think Muzani does that as well. It's like otherworldly, even though they're supposed to be kind of realistic. Yeah, they still play this line, this line of like weird alternative realities. <laughs> yeah, it plays in a world that's different from ours. And in that too, Girl Hell ninety nine could kind of work. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, of course, there's tons of movies that you just put in there. Something like Grotesque. Yeah, Grotesque. Or Brutal. Yeah. Or um, the Entrail films could be kind of interesting as well. Yeah. Um, or if you want to go real crazy, go uh, Executive Koala. I saw, uh, was it Black Cat? No, Black, Rat. Black Rat, yeah. Yeah, that one's wild. That's a wild one, too, yeah. But yeah. Yes. Thank you, Chris, for uh, the question and fun fact i've actually never seen all of the guinea pig films i haven't either i have not seen android of notre dame i haven't seen he never dies or well the last well the latter ones the i haven't la- seen last three like yeah he never he never dies i think came out before mermaid the manhole yeah which is actually my favorite of the series which i saw i've seen mermaid mm-hmm. but i saw the first two in mermaid that's it yeah so you've never seen was it devil doctor woman yeah and android of notre dame have seen those. Yeah. Fun series. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris, again for the question. And go check out Severed Cinema. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Great. You should know about that website. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> Great reviews. I've been using it for years. Oh, yeah. To find recommendations and shit. Yeah. Great reviews and uh, interviews as well. Uh, next up, and excuse me if I say this incorrectly. I can't. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> the Tennessee educational system has failed all of us. Hall Mono Stone, I believe, is how you say it. They say hiya. Started to dig into the podcast last week, and I fucking love it. Thank you so much. Jesus I love Christ, that you, you. I love that you got into a lot of obscure stuff. My question is: Will you ever talk about the films of the director Ujichi? Ujichi, I think. Ujichi. He has made two very demented animated features, Burning Buddha Man and Violence Voyager. Really weird as hell. The animation style is called Ginky Animation, a style where things are made out of cardboard. It looks so Whoa. strange and creepy. Both movies for, uh, both movies from Third Window Films. The trailer for Voyage, Violence Voyager, he posted for us to watch. Okay. Uh, keep up the great work. I mean, I'm sure if we dug deep enough into his stuff, we could probably come up with something for For sure. And what's funny about this question, too, is he actually, like, uh, rattled a locked memory in my head. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Like, I had seen images from Violence Voyager before. Oh, really? And always thought it looked really weird and interesting. Like, these creatures in particular, they got, like, these oblong heads with these, like, like snail eyes almost. Oh, God. And it just looked freaky as shit. And, like, the animation style is really weird. Yeah. And I think it was either Mr. Parka... Or um, Moods reviewed it on their YouTube channel, and I thought it looked really crazy and cool and wanted to check it out, but couldn't remember the name of the movie. Yeah. And lo and behold, I went and looked up the trailer for Violence Voyager, and it was Violence Voyager. Hey. And I was like, hey! Um, yeah, it sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. It, it also is pretty funny. Like, you talk about, like, the question brings up, like, animated stuff. We might have something. Yeah, we got planned. animated stuff lined up, which I think we actually have a question about that coming up soon. Oh, really? Yeah, so we'll get into that. So thank you, Hollow Monostone, Hall Monostone, and if I uh, butchered your name, I apologize. Yes. N- and thank you for listening. <laughs> Next up, the People's Mikey. People's Mikey. The OG. The OG. OG PM. <laughs> P- P- PM. People's Mikey. Oh. 
<laughs> Howdy, my dudes. So out of curiosity, who do you see coming first? Massacre videos release of Men Behind the Sun or Veer Mahan coming to Monday Night Raw? <laughs> uh, definitely Veer Mahan. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, they've held back Veer Mahan so much, I'm just expecting Men Behind the Sun to get dropped first. <laughs> He's... You remember who was the guy that was supposed to wrestle the Undertaker and they end up cutting him before he ever even debuted? <laughs> you remember oh my this? Kazardi? No, no. Kazardi no. debuted. This was a guy, he was like a bald dude, had like a trench coat, and he was like in this like dungeon looking setting. Oh my God. And he just kept cutting these promos and then like he just never showed up. I do not remember. Ah, shit. It was, it was Ruthless Aggression, but I can't remember. I know there's also Mordecai was supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> he Undertaker. debuted, though. He did debut. Uh, but in all seriousness, I like to ask if there is a commentary track that gave you a whole new appreciation on a movie. Hope you guys have a good week. Would love to hear your thoughts on AEW Revolution. I like to thank almost everyone who listens to your podcast. Are fans of the product. Keep up the great work. Cheers. Uh, what I, what I will say is, uh, oh my, my brain just went blank. Oh no, brain shutting off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, people. Fuck. Sorry, was, headphone users. <laughs> um, I don't, what was I? Gonna <laughs> I got stop. I'm sorry. Um, what well, was it about? It was the per- first part of the fucking question. Veer Mahan or a commentary track? A commentary track. Okay, there okay, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not listened to a ton of commentary tracks. I don't listen to a ton either. Every once in a while, uh, if there's a movie that I'm really in particular into, yeah, I will check it out. Uh, for instance, um, and it's funny to say this now because the man's very controversial, but uh, Lucifer Valentine. Yeah, I have actually watched all the commentaries for all of his movies that I've yeah. seen. Um, Black Metal Veins I found to be really fascinating, uh, as well as the vo- uh, the Vomit Gore trilogy. Yeah, he gave a lot of insight into like his thought process behind certain scenes and like their meanings and stuff like that. Right. Also, anytime Kurt Russell and John Carpenter do a commentary track together <laughs> is money. It's just well, them uh, just shitting on each other for an hour and a half. And it's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, John Waters does great commentary tracks as well. Oh, I'm sure. And in particular on the synapse DVD of Christmas evil, oh John Waters does a commentary track. Cause that's his favorite Christmas movie of all time. Really? And uh, it's great. It's fantastic as well. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Hobgoblins as well has one where they kind of just shit on the movie the whole time, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, and um, 42nd Street Forever. Oh, really? Eventually, late, not the first couple, but later on in the series, they started doing commentary tracks for them. Yeah. And those are excellent because they bring in really informative dudes who know what they're talking about. And like they just wax poetical about these grindhouse exploitation films and everything you could ever want to know about them. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they're really cool as well. I have to check those out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, has there been one that's a? Hmm? But, oh, you said Lucifer Valentine. Lucifer Valentine. I apologize, but my brain's not working. They're not. He's uh, he's mush mouthed. Mush mouthed. <laughs> was that one of the guys from uh, Fat Albert? Mush mouth. Was it? I think so. Hey, hey, hey! for your drink. Hey, oh, hey, hey. son <laughs> of a bitch! Oh my god, dude! I'm sorry. <laughs> That's horrible. I apologize, Lord. I apologize, <laughs> Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, also, thoughts on AEW Revolution? Unfortunately, I had work, didn't get to see it. <laughs> that was the reason why we didn't watch it. We didn't watch it because we're broke. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're poor. Like that's not why I did. I wanted to watch AEW Revolution, yeah. but I had to work, which you, sucks. Um, you did have to work, but it was also like 
again, like, no offense to the people at AEW or anything like that, like, but for us, like, just shilling out, like, $50-$50 yeah. for pay-per-view is not the easiest It's when, definitely not. Not in the era of, like, the network. You've gotten a little spoiled. Well, yeah, that, that too, but also, like, well, when it comes down to it as well, it's like, um... I say this as I bought a hundred and something dollar box of Pokemon cards. Well... <laughs> Oh, hello, cat. Oh, my God, hello. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. That's twice the night you've done this, cat. She's very good at that. She does that, she does that to me a lot. Um, uh, especially when you, you go out and try to, like, buy stuff, and then it's like, pay-per-view's coming up. I don't I haven't got paid yet. Uh, it's like, uh, what do I want to buy? A really good wrestling pay-per-view? Yeah. Or Japanese pornography? Hmm. Let me weigh my options here. John buys <laughs> Japanese pornography. <laughs> Always. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> but Japanese porn. But I kept up with it because I did really want to see it, actually. Because yeah. the build-up to this I actually thought was really good compared to some of the other AEW stuff I've not been as into. Yeah. But in particular, MJF CM Punk was such a fantastic program. That was funny. That I was just blown away by how good they built that matchup. That and just, like, the surprises that happened on that show yeah. were insane. William Regal, Swerve. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, all that shit was great. So Tony Khan's a crazy person. I think he's on cocaine, but... Hey. I think he is, too. As long as he keeps putting on good pay-per-views, we're all right. And doesn't die like Herb Abrams. <laughs> if he doesn't Herb Abrams, we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, People's Mikey, as always. OGPM, as I'm going to keep OG. calling you, because Matt gets confused about it every single time. <laughs> I, I know. And it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> treat me like a dummy over here. Treat me like a woman. <laughs> Wait, he's like in China. Don't treat me like a man. Just treat me like an ostrich. Ostrich. <laughs> Eat my giant egg. Treat me like Eat my giant egg. Ah. Oh. People love this show for People some like reason. People like this show. <laughs> I don't know, man. I wouldn't listen to it. No, I'm kidding. I probably would. <laughs> I mean, I probably would, too. I like these goobers are dumb, but... <laughs> Anyways. I, I have a hard time like going back and listening to the like, episodes of the show because I hate, I hate hearing my own voice. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I do every once in a while like just to like get a feel for it. Yeah. Especially if it's one I thought wasn't good. Yeah, I'll go back and re-listen to it just to see. <laughs> Seems if I, like the worst thing to do, but well, I'll, I'll go back and see if I like if it that holds up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Was I justified in my feeling that it wasn't good or not? It's usually what I do. Right. Next up, we have scum vomit. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which his uh, profile picture, by the way, or he or she? I'm, I'm pretty sure he, but I'm not sure. Yep. So I'll say they. Okay. <laughs> Their profile picture is uh, Dale Gribble with a ski mask on, <laughs> which is awesome. What up, dudes? I'm pretty sure it's he because wasn't he the one who asked about his like getting his wife into extreme cinema? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Deduction. <laughs> <laughs> Deduction. What up, dudes? Hope you guys are doing good. Really looking forward to this week's show. I just ordered the DVD set, and once it comes in, I plan on getting drunk and having a marathon watching all of them. It's gonna be a roller coaster. <laughs> oh, violent shit! Yeah, just skip the last one. <laughs> if you're drunk, skip. it might be a good time. No, no, no. hang, hang on, hang, hang on a second. You can't spoil this. We got to save the review for the review. Skip the last one. <laughs> skip it. But I wanted to ask you, dudes, when you have a shitty ass day, do you guys have a movie that you like to put on to drown out all the bullshit or Cretan 
Cretan. Or a certain Cretan. album or band you like to listen to. I know when my days are fucked, I like to drive home from work and listen to morticians hacked up for barbecue. Oh, hell yeah. Or watch Toxic Avenger or Hobo with a Shotgun. Those always seem to make... They always seem to make the days a bit less shittier. Thank you, dudes, for taking time to answer the questions, and hope you guys have a good one. Thank you, Scum Vomit. Uh, this is random, but I, I do love watching the Jackass movies. Yeah, I agree with that. Jackass is a great. Oh pick. my god, just sitting down and just watching that when you're in a b- bad mood. I mean, how, how can you not laugh at some of that stuff? Yeah, I like stuff like Spookies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Demon Wind. You know, <laughs> the Toxic Avenger, you know, a lot of trauma stuff. Hack-a-lantern's Hack-a-lantern, like, anything that's like... Five, five, five. Five, five, five. Like, shitty movies that aren't terrible. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... Not bulk-type shit. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like Splatter Farm, especially. Like, back... Man, back in the day, I watched Splatter Farm religiously. <laughs> <laughs> it was... For you, it was that in the Manson family. Yeah. Um, Which really shapes your taste. <laughs> kind of does, yeah. <laughs> as far as, like, music goes, like... For me, it's always, like, I like to listen to, like, uh, stuff like bands that I discovered. Like, very nostalgic bands mm-hmm. for me. So, stuff like Joy Division, AFI, um, Dead Kennedys. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, when it comes to, like, music and stuff, though, like, it depends on the kind of bad day you're having. Like, if you're just, like, upset about something, or if I'm just upset about something, is what I should say. I listen to... A lot of the stuff I listened to in high school, shit that I probably get blasted for listening for mentioning on this podcast. <laughs> um, what? What else, Adam? Bro, no. Never what mind. the fuck are I you doing? I was trying to do fucking my Kim. That's not my, I say my Kim, bro. That was Adam Rose. I know I yeah. messed it up. I apologize. No, <laughs> no you said it was my Kim. That's not even my Kim Romance. That's a day to remember. The song you were doing. No, I was doing Adam Rose's theme song on accident. No, I, I, what you were trying to do. I don't think you know what I was trying to do. What were you trying to do then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll listen to stuff, stuff like that. And even stuff like Joy Division and stuff like that. But when I'm mad. <laughs> when I'm mad. Which I listen to stuff like either like happy or mad. But just, you know, whatever. But if I'm really fucking mad about something, I will like just blare shit into my fucking eardrums till I can't like by the time I stop listening to it I there's like static in my head <laughs> and I I blast like all kinds of like really heavy shit ranging from like your traditional death metals thrash metals to like something more nastier subgenres so if I'm having a particular really bad day at work, yeah, <laughs> like if the meth heads are really kicking and the Karens are really showing out, yeah, I do like to listen to Piss Angel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as soon as I get in the car, just that open, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. All right, I feel better now. Well, I remember also Dinosaur Junior's was it the Growing All Over Me? I think it was. Oh yeah, I never get the title right, even though it's one of my absolute favorite albums. <laughs> you think I should know this better? <laughs> but I get it confused. But I think it's they're growing all over me. Yeah. Um. Just for that opening song, Little Furry Things. Mm-hmm. It's that real distorted guitar. Yeah. And the bass is, you know. Yeah. Like, that really does it for me, too. Um, But, yeah, to, to, all the, to all the people listening, I was a former emo kid. <laughs> when I was a young boy. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you. 
Shame me if you will. I grew up in like when that was kicking off, and I was <laughs> vehemently against it. I know you were. I was like punk rock. Although I do love AFI, so it's like very hypocritical. But yeah, <laughs> strike me down, Zeus. <laughs> strike me down if you've got the balls. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Scum Vomit, for the question. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have V Bevy. V Bevy. V Bevy. V Bevy. V Bevy. V Bevy. When I was getting my tattoo recently, I was watching the Muppets. Like, before while she was doing the design, she yeah. just like handed me the Roku remote and was like, hey, yo, I'm going to go work on the design of this. Put on whatever. Put on whatever. So I went to the Disney Plus which she had and watched the Muppets. <laughs> That's awesome. It was pretty good. It was really funny, actually. <laughs> We're fucking Muppets, man. The first episode, like the first episode oh, really? of the Muppets, is the one where it's like... I remember around Halloween, I guess technically last year, but we watched the Muppets Halloween special. Oh... Good food, or was it? He just keeps eating everything. Yeah, but what does he keep saying? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't remember what oh, he says. Delicious, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he's so funny. He's eating the plates and then he eats somebody. He eats Kermit. He does. I'm fucked up. A lot of people getting in that episode. There's a lot of people getting to eat. Yeah. Anyways, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Loving the shows. You guys are funny as hell. And I'll never say wrestlers the same way ever again. Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> Have you considered an episode on underground slash disturbing animation, mm-hmm. non-anime? Uh, for example, I Married a Strange Person or Heavy Metal, which I've never heard of I Married a Strange Person, but I would like to see that because that sounds really cool. <laughs> I think I've heard of Heavy Metal, though. Heavy Metal, yeah. Uh, South Park did a whole episode on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, where Kenny uh, is getting high by letting cats piss in his face. <laughs> and his hallucinations are just like, it's heavy metal, basically, the animation. Yeah. And like he like goes and meets the king, and the king's like... I see you've noticed my daughter's awesome rocking boobs. <laughs> fucking South Park. It's a really funny episode. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. Yes. Because somewhere in the lineup here, we do have some... Yeah, and this one's scheduled too, and it's not too yeah. far from now. Yeah, which we'll, we'll hold what they are to close, yeah. but... There's definitely going to be some disturbing animation. Yeah. And that will not be the last time we cover disturbing animation. Oh, hell Guaranteed no. Guaranteed not. Oh no! We will be doing anime as well at some point. I mean, there's technically a, I'd say, de- a decent heavy hitter. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's uh, animated. That's just oh, a hit God. for everybody. <laughs> You've got to Not for that episode. <laughs> Not for that episode. No. But in the future. In the future, yes. A movie that fucked me up the first time I watched it. <laughs> Which I mean, we pretty much know what it is. Yeah. If you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. Where they go to die. Yeah. Dude, I think I said the story in the podcast, but my friend Doug was like, oh, let me watch the word dead go to die. Let me watch it. Let me watch it. I was like, you don't want to watch it. I'll, go ahead. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I was like, you're you're not going to be ready for what this movie's got. It's like, he's like, it's anime. How bad can it be? And he was <laughs> silent for an hour and a half. <laughs> he was devastated. <laughs> he didn't say much. He was distraught. <laughs> he, he fucked him up. It ruined his day. It ruined my day the first time. Dude, I the first time it. I watched it was like at like three o'clock in the morning or something like that. Bad and I, idea. And I put it on and I was delirious anyways. I was tired from a long day and I was just like, What the fuck is this movie? Oh my god. I was not ready for how like crazy and fucked up it is. It goes off the fucking rails. I wish yeah. I owned it. Well definitely and that's not the ones that's scheduled next. Yeah. But we're definitely gonna talk about Jimmy Screamer Claws in general oh, yeah. in the future because fucking this shit's insane. 
Um, <laughs> the fucking animation he posted on his story. <laughs> oh, shit, I don't know if I saw this. Oh, my God. It's this dude playing some, like, acoustic guitar, but it's fucking Macabre's hitchhiker playing in the background. <laughs> That's awesome. It was fucking hilarious. And if you would like a recommendation on some disturbing underground horror. Or just, or just anything in general, yeah. Uh, uh, animation. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. I will recommend an animator named Meat Canyon, <laughs> who does, like, pop culture horror cartoons. So, for instance, he does, like, Ed, Ed and Eddie, or Bugs Bunny, or yeah. Toy Story, and things like that. It just ruins them for yeah. you. The most disturbing to me is still, I think... Um, regular show? Regular show. Oh that one God. is so fucked up. Um, also, there's... If you want something a little lighter, I would say, Pilot Red Sun... Yeah, Pot Red Sun's great too. A lot of f- fucking really goofy shit there. Well, some of, some of, not all of Meat Canyon stuff is like, I'd say ninety nine percent is really fucked up and disturbing and dark. But it's also got a tongue in cheek to it. Uh, like the uh, Peppa Pig one in particular is really fucked up. Ooh yeah. But there's some that's just legit funny. Like I love the the Ben Ten one. We you broke your arm, Ben. <laughs> you broke your goddamn arm. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about potentially doing Meat Candy on the show. Man, his stuff is fucked. But the thing is, like, he doesn't have a feature, per se. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you are interested in that, let us know. Yeah. But, yeah, we're definitely going to be doing animations, and there's your oh, recommendation yeah. of something to go watch. Because, oh boy, he gets rough. Uh, next up, Joshua Fat Attack. If Underground somehow makes it to the mainstream, mm. do you think it would be a positive or negative for us? Well, question. I will say, if the iceberg was to judge anything, not positive. I think it would be a mixed bad, just like the iceberg was. You yeah. Know I mean? The iceberg brought a lot of attention to a lot of things, including our podcast in general. You know what I mean? Yes. And not just our podcast, but a lot of people's stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. I think the surge in popularity for stuff like this, a lot of it came from the iceberg. It was kind of a blessing and a curse. Exactly. Because people think, like... The worst you can go in, like, disturbing world has to be, like, real death shit when you don't have to go that far. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, like I said, it would be a positive and a negative, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, there would be, on uh, one hand, a lot of eyes would get brought to the genre, for sure. And a lot of guys would get work. Yeah. Who deserve it. Oh, yeah. You know, really talented filmmakers. And, uh, but at the same time, you would get a lot of eyes on it that you don't want on it as well. Yeah. And people who are going to critique it and critique the fan base and treat them as though they're like degenerates because mm-hmm. they like this stuff, you know. We, we still live in a time where like people don't want to understand fucking anything or why people do things and why they like things. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it, it can get pretty toxic. For sure. Like, even like, like I say, our community for the for the most part is pretty good. Yeah, for sure. But like, especially when you look at stuff like wrestling, yeah, and how toxic that shit can get. Yeah, for sure. Especially with like when like during the pandemic, during the pandemic when deathmatch wrestling kind of took off. Yeah. The negative eyes that came to it were that was rough. Yeah, and it's just like you know, and that's a good example of it too. Like look when Nick Gage was on uh, AEW. AEW doing Glass. Yeah. You know, that's Wild. an underground form of wrestling in the mainstream. <clears throat> and, you know, a lot of people saw it and was like, oh, this is weird and cool. And I, yeah. You know, and some people were like, I didn't hate it, but it's not something I'm going to seek out. And some people were like, this is obscene and should be struck from the air, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and anyone who likes it, it's a piece of shit, you know. Yeah. So I think, th- I think the same thing would happen if, uh, like, underground film ever, like, somehow caught on and, 
got put into mainstream. Yeah. I agree. So thank you, Joshua Fattack. Yep. Thank awesome. you. Great question. Great, great question as always. Next up, let me get a drink of water. This is a long one. Get a drink of the water for the working man. Let me go, son. Here we go. <laughs> Negative frequencies. Good day, fellas. Should I try to do this in an Australian accent? No. 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 That'd be terrible. Don't do that. I don't even know if they're Australian. It's the no. Good, the good day makes me think. <laughs> <laughs> I had the honest dis- which was funny, too, because like literally last week we had a question about somebody who liked the movie he's about to like say he didn't like. Oh, yeah. So it's fun. I don't know. I just I find that interesting. <laughs> the dichotomy there. <laughs> the di- the di- dichotomy of man. <laughs> it's Wojak and Pepe. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Good day, fellas. Had to, had the honest displeasure yesterday of flushing some 80-ish minutes down the toilet but watching the train wreck. That is the latest Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. And after assuming it couldn't get any worse than the recently unleashed Halloween Kills, which had already stolen 105 minutes of my lifetime, <sighs> TCM 2022 just came strolling along, <laughs> unzipped mm-hmm. his trousers, and started waving an uncircumcised <laughs> micro shrunk <laughs> right in front of my face like a purple-haired Gigi. <laughs> While throwing hatred turds in all four directions as far as the eyes can see. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh. What a hunk of shit this flick is. So I rewatched Halloween Kills just to make sure I hadn't overreacted on the first viewing. No, hang on. And well. Pause for a second. Yeah. Okay, so you you state earlier in the review here that you wasted 105 minutes watching Halloween Kills. Now he wastes 210 minutes on it. (laughs) That right there, that's awesome. That is awesome. And, well, it sucked more than a cheap hooker on Christmas Eve. (laughs) The first 12 and a half minutes up until the opening credits alone are so laughable, I wholeheartedly believed it was a fan-made Halloween short film the first time I saw it at the cinemas. And if that wasn't bad enough, the the constantly repeated phrase, evil dies tonight, throughout the entire movie, mostly led by and conducted by Anthony Michael Hall's character, was so bad that his performance could possibly get him nom- could possibly get him nominated for an Oscar. Oh. If being as annoying and mentally challenged <laughs> but buff Malcolm McDowell lookalike was an actual category to win Hollywood's most expensive and sought after golden butt plug. Oh my god. The acting throughout the entire movie is so utterly demented, demented. <laughs> that it made even Tommy Wiseau's The Room look like the Godfather in direct comparison. Hell, it makes even Rob Zombie's take on the franchise look like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Uh, I'm ardently hoping Helen Kills director David Gordon Green gets hit by a bus real soon. <laughs> Same goes for everyone who co-wrote the script and helped make this piece of ass flick the unflushable toilet-clogging turd that it is. I'm not against remakes per se. In fact, a couple of them are pretty high on my list of favorites, such as The Blob from 88, Cronenberg's The Fly, and 78's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. That leads me to my question. Which movie would you like to see remade by any director? And which remake do you think is the worst of the worst? Thank you so much, (laughs) Negative Frequencies. I may have misread your question a little bit, and if I did, I apologize. I'm reading this on a tiny screen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I have terrible eyesight, and I'm not very good at reading. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So, if I bungled words and screwed things up, I apologize. (laughs) Oh, God. But, uh, once again, hilarious. I'm not the biggest fan. 
fan of the Rob Zombie remakes, but they're by far not the worst. No. As far as a movie you would like to see remade by any director. Hmm. Well, I know one is actually kind of happening, I think. What is which it? is Nosferatu by Robert Edgar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that I think, is going to be really cool. Because... Uh, that if you've seen the lighthouse, you know that dude's got this. He's got the silent film look down, but in a he, modern sway. He has he has the chops to do just about anything, really. Yeah. Um, I know at one point, um, oh shit, how can I? Nicholas Winding Refn yeah. was working on Maniac Cop. <laughs> what the fuck? Which is weird, but I think Nicholas Winding Refn doing Vigilante. Yeah. By the same director, Bill Leslie would be really cool. Trying to think of what should be remade, I guess, or what would be an interesting remake. Um, uh. I have another one. You want me to go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and this almost happened. Okay. There was a script and everything. Okay. Uh, Fred Vogel, along with Roger Watkins, set out to remake Last House on Dead End Street. Really? Yeah, and I think that could have been really cool. Yeah. You know, Fred's a big fan of that movie. I have never seen it. It's a weird movie, but I think that could have been really awesome. Honestly, you know what movie I think should be remade? Hmm? And just do the fucking movie better? Fucking Strangers. I think so, yeah. It might be a hot take. I don't know. Hot take. Hot take time with Matt. Here we go. <sighs> strangers sucks. Boom! Roasted. It does. <laughs> Damn. All those Stranger fans are coming for you now, Matt. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I'm sorry. It does have a big uh, following, though. It does, and I don't get why, because I watched it and did not like it at all. Yeah, I agree. I didn't either. All the scares fall flat on their face. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. And the big reveal at the end is just like, okay. <laughs> it's like, that didn't reveal nothing. Like, like, if anything, it's just it's just there. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. And Who would you want to see remake it? Who would I want to see remake it? Oh God! Um, any director is what they said. Any director. So I guess that means past, present, future. What about like mm. uh, what Eric Stanzi? That'd be wild. That'd be kind of cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Regaro. Joe Bigos. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Joe Bigos is a fucking great director. Um, or fucking um. Company Dark Side of the Ring, Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, uh, Jason Eisenberg. Yeah. That'd be cool, too. How about Lloyd Kaufman? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean, as j- just doing, like, the directorial work, I mean, if you watch something like Sugar Cookies, you can see, like, his director's eyes very good. Yeah. But. I just got one. What? Citizens Kane. Citizen Kane. Wrote and directed by Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> Oh, my fucking God. How incredible would that be? That would be... He already did Citizen's Toxie. He did. That would be on a different level of existence. I don't know if the world's ready for that. I know I wasn't ready for uh, (laughs) Turn the Nuke of High 2. I sure wasn't ready for that. That was (laughs) fucking mess. That ruined Halloween. (laughs) Yeah, it killed Halloween for me. (laughs) People left. Yeah, people left (laughs) already get together because of that fucking movie. (laughs) It was bad. It was that bad. People were like, hell, see you later. Nightbreed would be interesting to see get remade. Yeah. But honestly, just stick him back behind the wheel, though. We're about uh, Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. Yeah. Nightbreed. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. I'm still on the band. Uh, I know some people like to shit on del Toro nowadays. Yeah. But I love del Toro, so. Yeah. I'm with del Toro. Ow. 
Um, or Alex De La Glazy would be cool to do hybrid as well. Yeah, that would be, be really, really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, there's tons of directors out there that could do some really cool shit with that. And which remake do you think is the worst of the worst? Oh boy, I got a few in my head. The Fog remake is, <laughs> is goddamn atrocious. Like it's on another level of bad. The CG and the acting and everything in that movie, it it it, it hit different. <laughs> it hit different. <laughs> it, it just hit different. It's so fucking bad that you like you can't believe it when you're watching it. <laughs> that it got to the theaters. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that shit made it. Oh God! Again, this is a movie that I personally do not want to watch, but I heard nothing but negative shit about, and I saw some of it. Mm. Old Boy, the remake of Old oh, Boy. Oh, I never watched it. Yeah, Spike I couldn't bring Lee's. myself to oh, do it. Oh my God! It again. I won't go into it in case people are interested in watching it. But I've heard it has one of the shittiest twist endings, <laughs> fucking ever. Oh lord! It takes everything that made it old boy great and shits on it. It ruins it. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. But again, it's like, like Spike Lee's a director I like mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Like if you watch something like Do the Right Thing, Do the Right Thing fucking rules. Right. Old boy twenty whatever mm-hmm. does not rule. With Josh Brolin. Yeah. And the, the, uh, yeah, whatever. the thing about that is, too, oh, I, you know, I feel like in recent years in particular, Spike yeah. Lee just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> Unless it's something he's passionate about. I don't think so, man. Like, cause, like, he's got that, what is it, The Sweet Blood of Jesus or something like that? It was like a vampire movie he did that was not very good. Mm. He just doesn't seem like he gives a shit much anymore <laughs> about making good movies. He's just there for the paycheck. Did he do Black Klansman? I, that I don't know. I that, didn't watch that. I, was I heard positive that. things about that. That'd be cool if he, he made a little bit of a comeback. Another yeah. one that I think is really bad is the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that's, a, that's an abysmal movie right there. Oh, fuck. You're talking about wasting some time. Holy shit. And I know uh, Mr. Parker was talking to us about Violent Shit remake. Violent Shit the movie? it was awful. <laughs> I've never watched it, nor do I ever want to. No. Because if it gets worse than Violent Shit 4, then fuck me running. So yeah, I'd like, rather oh. die. Yeah. That nearly killed my love. I wanted to quit this show. When we watched <laughs> Violent Shit 4, I was like, we've watched Bulk, we've watched Duck, we've watched this. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> it was almost over last night, guys. I'm walking out. <laughs> um, But, mercifully, John has stuck with it. Yeah. So thank you once again, Negative Frequencies, for the question and the insane review. Oh, my God. You're fantastic. I still can't get over the fact that you were like... <laughs> I wasted 105 minutes of my time. Yeah, it's like I wasted 105 minutes. But look at that. One, One more time. time. <laughs> Next up, Gets Chroma. Gets Chroma. Gets Chroma asks, what movie soundtrack you think is the best ever? And if you guys Ooh. had the opportunity to remake a movie... Right. Underground or mainstream, which one would you choose? I don't know why I'm stuck on this, but the fucking Strangers. <laughs> the movie has a cool idea, and it just fucking bungles it. I'd I'd remake something like Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex. Because I'm a big fan of like Clive Barker's stories. Yeah. You know, his, his writings, his short stories. And uh, that one, though the movie can be seen as fun it's, and uh. silly... Yeah. The story's really good. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, done correctly, Rawhead Rex could be fucking awesome. 
honestly, like this is a an interesting one. Like this is one I had. I just thought of like doing like almost like an Americanized version of like Alucarda. That could be kind of cool. But you know, not just doing the first the the, the original movie. Doing like almost like a. I guess like a spiritual successor to it hmm. instead of a remake would be the idea. Goose on milk. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> we, we we could remake Uncle Goddamn. Goddamn. As <laughs> <laughs> a Phil Green, Green made it, Uncle. What is his name? Uh, Uncle Robert. Uncle Robert. Goddamn. God <laughs> <laughs> Some of that movie is a movie. That's that a movie. quote movie is something else. <laughs> um. And what movie soundtrack do you think is the best ever? Mm. It's tough. Cannibal Holocaust is definitely up there. Yeah. That opening score, like, as the plane, the pl- uh, I guess this is probably the plane or helicopter. Yeah. Shot over, like, the uh, the river. Mm-hmm. And it's that. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, it's moving. You know what I mean? Like, that's like some moving shit. I, I know this is going to sound very, uh, <laughs> this is going to show. I guess my my youth a little bit, but I fucking love the Sinister soundtrack. <laughs> it's got Boris Gannon on it, so yeah. Not not just that though, but like the music that they just had done for it mm-hmm. is very eerie. Yeah, and it, it, it gives it gives a lot of feelings of like, oh fuck. <laughs> I love Italian horror a lot. Yeah, in particular, I really love Fabio Frizzi. Mm-hmm. Like blasphemy, hot take coming. Oh no, hot like, take from John. I like Fabio Frizzi better than Goblin. Uh oh! <laughs> I know that's that's. I know that's uh, you know, the Goblin fans are coming after you now. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know that's blasphemy. I know, I know, and I love Goblin, but Fabio Fritzi's just the atmosphere he creates in his soundtracks are uh, second to none. Yeah, like for instance, like copyright flag. Um, yeah, or the theme from. House on the edge of the house by the cemetery. Yes. Ding 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 ding. You know. Yeah. Good shit, man. Uh, but on it, like those are some of my favorite soundtracks, and this is a great soundtrack, of course, of Eno Morricone. Yeah. But my single favorite piece of music from a movie ever mm. is "Ecstasy of Gold" from Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. That. It's amazing soundtrack. Um. When he's running through the cemetery, yeah, oh. good <laughs> shit. So good, so fucking good. There's a lot of great soundtracks out there, but there's some really bad ones too. Oh, uh, for sure. And we're gonna be talking about one <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Gets Chroma, for the question. As always, yes. Next up, Fawn's Bot. Fawn's Bot. Ever had any run-ins with pro wrestlers in person? <laughs> Interesting question. Um, I've never had necessarily a really bad experience with a pro wrestler. Is a like what do you mean by run-in though? I'm like, assuming a, like a experience with someone with a wrestler outside of wrestling. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, I assume negative ones are what people would want to hear. <laughs> fair enough. I don't think I've just run into a wrestler out in public, really, except for, uh, I mean, your friends with the guy, though. Who? Elliot. Elliot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Elliot's awesome. Um, we just hung out with him at As Paul far Bear. as, like, like yeah. As far as, like, shows go, like, uh, and it's funny now, because <laughs> the man got outed as a sex pest. Yes. But Joey Ryan. Yeah. 
always always came off like a jerk to me. Like everyone was like, "Oh, he's so cool." I'm like, "Is he?" He said doesn't say barely two words to you. He always seems like he doesn't want to be there. And any yeah. interaction I ever had with him, because at the time I was shooting a documentary, yeah, uh, for the company, and uh, yeah, I asked him to do an interview, and he was basically like, "No." Yeah, he he always came off as kind of odd mm. to or to to me too, at least. But like, of course, like in my mind, I was not like, "Oh, he was doing terrible things to people." Yeah, no, I didn't think that, but I definitely didn't think he was as good as a person people think said he was. Yeah, and I watched uh, Jeff Jarrett's uh, Merc Table fall over. You did see that the leg yeah. collapsed and just threw all of his shit, including his guitar, into oh the floor. Oh my god! <laughs> but he was really cool about it, though. Yeah, like he was reading a newspaper and eating Wendy's. <laughs> it was just like boom, loud as fuck, and everything just hit the dirt. And he's like, dropped the newspaper and was like, "Well, damn." <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. And they just picked it up, and it was all good. <laughs> he was super cool. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to, like, interactions with wrestlers, I have two, like, at-show interactions that are... One is negative, and one is, I think, is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. The one that was negative was Sabu. Yeah. The, the fucking promoter didn't pay him. Yeah, and he was not happy. And we didn't know that until, like, well, after the show? Way after the show. Like, many weeks down the road. Or it was, like, it was, it, was it weeks down the road? Yeah, for yeah. sure. It was at another show. We were talking to somebody who was there. And I think we were joking about it, too. It was like, yeah. he, oh, he probably didn't get paid. Huh? <laughs> he did, he not, did get not get paid. <laughs> and he was a fucking dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, I can imagine if why. If you weren't getting paid, I'd probably be a dickhead, too, to be honest with you. But the... <laughs> The uh, other uh, encounter with the wrestler was at this fucking... It was literally a show in a school gymnasium where there was maybe 20 people there and the wrestlers are were a bunch of, like, no, no, nobody. The local yodels. Yeah. Just trying to have fun, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I remember I went to the bathroom and it fucking stunk in there. <laughs> and... I hear the toilet flush, and then out comes this this dude with wrist tape on. He's like, you're enjoying the show? And I'm just trying not to gag because of how bad it smelled. And I'm like, yeah, great show. <laughs> Again, I was a little kid, too, so you, you can probably see it on my face how bad I just wanted not to not be in that situation because it stunk so fucking horrible in that That's room. That's funny as fuck. Um we know somebody who had an interaction with somebody. And before I tell the story, let me preface that by saying that now this person is clean, sober, okay. and got their lives back together and is good now. Yeah. This was many years ago. Many, many years ago. But we yeah. know somebody who went to a bathroom at a con, <laughs> and there was somebody standing at the urinal talking to his dick, <laughs> being like, come on now. Come on, you can do this. Come on. Come on now, baby. We can do this. Come on. Work for me, baby. And shit like that, right? Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know if he ever did finally get his dick to work. Uh, <laughs> but he turned around, and sure enough, it was Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> that's fucking rough. <laughs> they came out of the bathroom and looking at me like, I saw Jake the Snake talking to his snake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we should probably tell us positive experiences, too. Uh, why? Because well, most of them are positive. Well, I, I, have, I have one that I do want to share, because... This, this man is not only one of the greatest human beings that oh, yeah, in wrestling that I've that, ever yeah. met, and all around just the incredible human being, but Tracy Smothers. Yeah, for sure. He was awesome. Legend. Um, again, I just walked in. I had it on like a Bruiser. It was, it was a Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody, yeah. And again, at this point, like because his whole run at this point was he was just screaming at people and like Cussing going and shit. shit. Yeah. 
And he calls me over and he's like, hey, you, the Bruiser Brody shirt, come here. And he was just like talking about like, what, like, he was like, yeah, I, re- I remember I was in uh, Japan or something like that when Bruiser Brody died. And like all this, like just going through this whole story mm-hmm. and like. He was a great storyteller. Oh, yeah. Amazing talker. Yeah, it was f- fucking awesome. Yeah, Tracy was a wonderful dude. Um, I got yeah. to, at the same show, help Tracy out before the show. Yeah. Again, I was making a documentary at the time. Yeah. Tracy was injured. Yeah. Um, and me and one of the promoters were already there. And uh, Tracy needed some help. So yeah. I, I started helping him. And I spent a good 30, 40 minutes with him. Yeah. And treated me like I was somebody, even though I was just a guy holding a camera. You know? Right. <laughs> he treated me like I was, like, one of the workers. Super good dude. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Tracy's mother's is, he he was like when it comes to like the wrestling world where there is a lot of ego, mm-hmm. he was one of the good ones. That's not as fun as hearing Rey Mysterio telling somebody to do oh something my god do something with your life, you little bitch. That no, it's not as funny as that. But I had to bring that <laughs> yeah, up. yeah 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 for sure. Because Tracy's mother's is he's awesome. Yeah, he, he was is. a great guy. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you, Fonz Bot, for the question. Yes. Next up is. Spooky. No. Celluloid. It's your boy. It's your boy. Go watch his YouTube channel. It's great. Go watch his YouTube channel and uh, fuck the margarine mafia. <laughs> no, we're the mar. Oh, yeah, he's the margarine mafia. Yeah. We're Butter Gang. We're Butter Gang. I got confused because the way you said it, I was like, wait, wait. Butter Gang uh, all day. He did an Instagram story. Did you see the question I asked him? Yes. Has <laughs> salted or unsalted? He's like, you little fucks. <laughs> so, Spooky, Spe- Spooky Celluloid asked, did a movie ever make you cry? Oh, yeah. And if you keep spreading pro butter propaganda, I'll come over to Tennessee and terrible meal into your cereals. Oh God! <laughs> Will you keep talking that shit about butter? And we're gonna goose so milk all over your damn steak. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what spooky over your do. dinner. Yeah, yeah. Goose so milk your dinner. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> shit and shit in your food. Shit on your Tim Hortons. I know that's up in Canada. I don't know if it's around him, but that's the only thing I know Tim about. Tim Hortons. It's a it's a donut place in Canada. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if he goes to Tim Hortons or just Tim Hortons around him. I don't know. If you do, I'm shitting on him. <laughs> but we use butter in the food up there, huh? Oh, damn. T- Tim Hortons will use butter. I'm going to shit on your tin piece. I <laughs> shit on your chicken strips. <laughs> Anyways. Um, did a movie ever make you cry? Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm a sensitive little bitch. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to like a lot of like... I'm very sensitive sometimes. Yeah, I now, am too. to be fair, I have been going through some shit. At a lot of the times that movies have made me wet yeah. uncontrollably. Uh, the first time I ever watched Black Sunday Naked Massacre, I don't know what it was about that last thing of them singing, uh, uh, what is it, Oh Holy Nights are singing? It's something like that, yeah. Sleep in heavenly yeah. peace. What is that song? Silent Night. Yeah, Silent Night. Uh, that made me tear up. I don't know why. Couldn't tell you. Uh, Toy Story 3 made me weep uncontrollably. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's just the way he said it. Nebraska made me weep uncontrollably. Um, uh, Willy Wonka made me weep uncontrollably. But you were also on steroids, I was, hardcore. Uh, yeah, I was in the hospital and going and getting a hardcore steroid treatment. Yeah, <laughs> and wept like a little girl as uh, my mom said. Well, maybe we should turn the channel. I said, "Don't you touch that remote." <laughs> <laughs> don't touch. I was very emotional. You don't touch it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Dear Zachary made me cry, man. Uh, Dear Zachary, te- I teared up during Dear Zachary, but it didn't make me cry. The first time I watched it, I was already in a bad place, too. So watching it was not the best idea in the world. That movie fucked me up. Dude, when I was a child, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fox and the Hound, the Disney movie Fox and the Hound, I was unconsolable after oh watching God. it because I was convinced the fox was dead. 
Fox didn't die. The movie no. is sad. They do, like, you know, their friendship unfortunately breaks up because they can't yeah. be together. They can't be friends. But I thought the fox was dead, and I was unconsolable. Like, I was just, like, bawling on the floor. like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Green Mile. That's mm. a big one. I mean, I think a lot of people cry at Green Mile, though. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sad fucking movie. Yeah. Um, Begotten made me feel horrific ex- existential dread for some reason. I didn't make me cry. Oh. No. I just felt like bringing that up. Um, Bulk made me cry. <laughs> Bulk made me want to cry. <laughs> made me want to cry, but I didn't cry. Honestly, four made me want to cry. <laughs> it sure did. We'll get into that later. Um, I don't know if there's anything in your stack I'm going to see. Uh, no. I didn't cry, but the end of Jack is Forever was definitely emotional. Yeah. You know, definitely hits you, hits you in the hits you in the feel. Same thing, yeah. about, same thing is going like at the time, not so much, but now retrospectively, watching Jackass 3D, that yeah. memories make me want to go yeah. back there. That's I, a really good. I do have a story okay. for this. Okay, I'm, I remember uh, my mom again growing growing up in a Christian household. Christian, we <laughs> Christian. She Sorry. decided that we were going to watch Passion of the Christ. Hell yeah, dude. So as children, we're seeing Jesus just get beat mercilessly. That's the most metal movie ever when you think about it. It, it is, but <laughs> the, the, the Bible is a metal book. Yeah, it's got dragons in it. It's got dragons and murder and <laughs> horrific slurs. So People get bold in oil and shit, bro. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. But uh, and I remember me and my brother were fucking like crying so hard we were essentially screaming at the television. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. It was bad. Man. That is awesome. And mom, mom was like, "I should have put this on the TV." <laughs> I tell you, in recent memory, it was definitely Toy Story 3. <laughs> it was early in the morning. I woke up, again, not in a good place in my life, personally. You had also had some things going on, and you were laid up in the hospital at this time as well. No, no, no. No. Not that time. Okay. No, this was a different time. Okay. Uh, so, it was early morning, it was on demand, and I was like, shit, I ain't watched Toy Story 3. I love Toy Story. Yeah. So, I watched it, and by the end of that movie, I'm like, my day's ruined. <laughs> I'm fucked. I'm completely fucked. <laughs> Fuck. Dude. I think Pixar is like the most manipulative, emotionally like, fucking dude. company out there, dude. They just all they do is just emotionally destroy you. Uh, was it onward? Onward up, On- <laughs> dude. Onward hit way too close to home for me. <laughs> it. Good night. <laughs> oh well. Good night. <laughs> oh, good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to leave it in because that was funny. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to leave it in because it was funny. I was just impulse. Yeah, you just jumped right into it. Okay. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I'm going to leave that in. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, Onward was hit too close to home, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is devastating. That's what they do best, though. Yeah. Up cool, fucked cool. me up, too. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Did you cry? Cool, cool. No. I didn't either. It's definitely sad, though. You know? Yeah. So. But thank you, Spooky, for the question, even though you love Marjorie. You margarine eating bastard. Margarine bitch. <laughs> Smear some margarine on your gums. <laughs> so you taste it all day. <laughs> that is the grossest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> can't believe I just said, I can't believe I just went, good night on air. <laughs> that was amazing, dude. Like the quickness of it. Dude. He was like, good night. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I just wasn't thinking. I'm leaving it in because it was, I was hey. just because she's like, yeah, I was watching. Good night. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> got that, got that shit on point. Next up is Mr. Parker. Mr. Parker, the legend, the legend, Mr. Parker. It is crazy. Like I, I went back and like um, was just seeing like when I started watching Mr. Parker. Yeah, and it was definitely like 2007. It's wild. And the camera quality back then was. <laughs> oh yeah, I do miss it. I can't lie. Mr. Parker's amazing with the long hair mm. and everything. I, like when I think about it, it's like kind of looking like Jesus a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, that's nostalgia, Mr. Parker, right there. God, um, well, but, <laughs> in fucking uh, head was a headless. Headless. He looks like he looked like fucking like a young Lemmy. He did kind of look like a young Lemmy. Yeah, it was fucking impressive. It was. <laughs> uh, Mr. Parker asks, which underground extreme director would make a great thirty million dollar horror film? Fred Vogel. Fred Vogel. <laughs> Go watch the last interview. That guy is a master of horror. Uh, he's a, he's a maestro. Yeah, he's absolutely incredible. Uh, the the progression of his like skills throughout his films is unmeasurable. Yeah, and what that dude could do with the budget is uh, unfathomable. Really, like it. I think he could pull off something amazing. Like honestly, if he was a director like back in the eighties, yeah. He would be seen as a master of horror. For sure. Uh, another one, Brian Paulin. Brian Paulin. Just because of what he can do on what he's doing oh right now. Oh, my God. You know, he's insane. He, like, Could you imagine also like someone like Jimmy Scrimmerclaws? That would be pretty crazy, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh, another guy that I'm high on right now, and I think you are as well, who I think could do a lot of good shit, uh, Lucky Soretti. Oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, we'll get into it. Uh, we can't talk about much about it, can we? No. No. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, Lucky's already go watch Kindness of Strangers and Freak. Oh my god. Like just f- fucking br- brilliant stuff. He's good, dude. He's yeah. really really good. Yeah. So, those are my picks. I think those guys would be great. Mm-hmm. Jim Van Beber, but a guy ain't never going to get a budget again, unfortunately. No. The next nope. up, we have The Goro. Oh yeah. You guys like Last Days of Humanity? Absolutely. <laughs> I have not actually sit down Enough with them to like judge whether or not I like them or don't like them. However, they're funny to me now because Matt will just randomly be like, "Uh oh, it's last days of the <laughs> hour," and just start playing a random song. Uh, well, like, <laughs> so, so it's the, almost become like a meme band for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I do that because, like, their sound is unlike anything you'll ever hear when it comes to like the metal world. There's not a band that I can think of that sounds like them. But like when it comes to like their works, like I think it's called the Rance the Rancid Fluid Slosh Around Your Coffin. Mm-hmm. That album is actually just a v- very gnarly album. But their later stuff just gets fucking insane. Like we'll be just be sitting there watching like I don't know Iron Chef or something. <laughs> We've been watching religiously, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which and I'll just be sitting there just watching like relax. And the next night I just hear Matt go, "Uh oh, it's real last days of humanity hour." <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> You'll be like, like, yeah. You'll be cooking something, and I just <laughs> just wandering into the kitchen. Uh oh, last day's humanity hour. <laughs> so I don't know if I can listen to him now without laughing. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I ruined this band for you. <laughs> but oh my god, like this shit is fucking gnarly. It's it is gnarly. It's very heavy. But like I said, I'm not sit down enough with it to really judge. Again, when it does come to like some of the gore grind stuff, some of the vocals does kind of throw me off. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, headphone users. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But 
Oh my god. My favorite is Goodalax. Goodalax. I love their intro. <laughs> They're just like. Yeah, they, <laughs> their live shows are the best. So good. Rob a Prom. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Fucking Cleveland Steamer. Charge. We got an email one time with somebody being like, I know those guys. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Fucking Desai Charge, man. Charge brought me a lot of joy. Oh my god, but it's like, like a lot of the Gorgon stuff that came after, like stuff like Carcass, like people are like, oh, it's it's like Carcass war- worship type albums. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> last days, no, because yeah. it's it's borderline noise at times, <laughs> and I do enjoy it. So, thank yes. you, Gorgon, for the question. Yes, Matt definitely fucks with Last Days. I do. Next up, Mikey Brush Aber. What do you prefer, Terrifier the movie or Terrifier the Pig Destroyer album? Damn. Uh, Pig, uh, the Pig Destroyer album. The Death of the Pig Destroyer yeah. album. <laughs> I actually really love Terrifier. I think that's a great fucking album. That uh, album rules. Second only to uh, Prowler. Prowler Yard is an experience. That's my favorite Pig Destroyer album, hands down. But Terrifier that's is probably like. Albums. Terrifier is probably as far as like just a listening experience. Yeah. As far as like just sitting down and listening to an album song for song for song. Yeah. Maybe better. Just because the songs are. More song like, yeah, than Prowler in the Yard, which has like these 10 seconds, like ah, you know, just craziness, yeah, like Prowler has. But Prowler's my favorite Pig Destroyer album, but yeah, Terrifier is a great fucking album. Um, t- Terrifier the movie, though, like, I, I you mean, didn't love it, no, I didn't love it, but I liked it more than you did, yeah. I, I did like I actually how, okay. like, how mean spirited it was, yeah. And if you want to hear more about that, back in the day, we talked a lot about Terrifier, actually. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, we never reviewed it, per se, no. but we talked about it almost every episode, it felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, it got brought up a lot. Also, rank the big four thrash metal bands. Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer, from least favorite to favorite. Least favorite? Megadeth. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say that. I just... Dave Mason's vocals... Which I know that sounds weird coming from the guy who likes <laughs> like literal literal <laughs> noises. Yeah, but I, I I can't stand it. Yeah. At times. Hello, me. <laughs> it oh god. It does doesn't work for me. It personally. wears it wears on me. Uh, the next one's a little harder for me, which also sucks because Megadeth's like instrumentally fucking rules. But yeah, because Metallica is a band for me that's a band of literally three albums. Yeah. Like, after those three albums, I not I don't dig their stuff at all, really. Right. Uh, I like one. I think that's a good song. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, the rest of their discography, it don't work for me at all. Not saying they suck or anything like that, because, you know, if you like them, you like them. Well, yeah. But personally speaking, those first three albums and then everything else, I'm like, eh. So it's like, do I rank that over Anthrax? Or I think I'm going to go Megadeth, Metallica, Anthrax, and my favorite being Slayer. I think... I think I'm going to switch around Anthrax and Metallica. Metallica. Yeah, because like like Metallica, like they're a complicated band for me, honestly. Yeah, because like they have like there's great singles that come off some albums they do, and then there's the rest of those albums kind of suck. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know anything for, for me anyway. Anything past uh, Ride the Lightning, I'm just not a fan of. Yeah. I, I and I get that, but Slayer's is my favorite of those. But 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 uh, Kill 'Em All, yeah, Master Puppets and Ride the Lightning. I guess Master Puppets was the last one. So anything yeah. after Master Puppets, yeah. Which Master Puppets I don't love. I don't love as much as like Ride the Lightning is my favorite Metallica album. 
I mean, I think Master of Puppets has my favorite Metallica song. Welcome Home Sanitarium? Yeah. Yeah, I like that song, too. But Rod Lightning has For Whom the Bell Tolls, mm. which is a fan of bass. Uh, you know, Cliff Burton's fucking opening For Whom the Bell Tolls is one of the best bass lines of all time. I mean, that, that actually might be my favorite Metallica <laughs> song. But that song is fucking hard. And, of course, if you're a wrestling like an uh, underground wrestling fan, yeah. And go li- watch that live, dude. Watch fucking oh my Cliff. God. Like, oh, yeah. It's so fucking awesome. Anyways, he has another question. And just for fun, Green Day or Blink-182? Now, you may say this jokingly. I legit love Green Day and Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Take off your pants and jacket. I love that album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it? Dookie. Dookie. Dookie's a fucking awesome album. Yeah. Now, anything past Dookie gets a little rough. For Green I, Day for me. I again as the as I said earlier, the emo kid <laughs> in, in, uh back in my uh, teenage my early teenage years. Um I do like American Idiot mm. to an extent. Like it's some of that stuff does not age well for me. Yeah. But like some forty one they I think they ah. Some forty one. No, that's some forty one. Blink one eighty two. Blink one eighty two. Adam, some, some some forty one goes hard though. I like some forty one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're probably killing all of our med cred. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll see the last days of humanity. You fuck off. <laughs> but like Adam song by Blake Way too. Yeah, that's a great fucking song, dude. But I, I do think Green Day's probably the better. I think Green Day's better too. Yeah, especially I, I love uh, speaking of baselines. Uh, Longview. Yes. Good shit, dude. You can't, don't take, don't, don't try to take my metal card away from me because I like some forty one. I like right. a lot of lame shit. Listen, uh, <laughs> you talked about getting a, uh, a box of Pokemon cards earlier, dude. I like a lot of lame music. That well, I, don't, I ain't gonna say it's lame because I like it. Yeah, well, and think it's awesome, but a lot of people I think would be like, that's lame. Yeah, Bruh. You know? <laughs> no bitches. No bitches. <laughs> like I couldn't tell you how I was listening to Kesha praying. That song, I love that song. But that, uh, that also has correlation to a wrestling. It promo, does. But or okay, what about like? Uh, and I don't like all their stuff. But I love that one Paramore album. <laughs> Dude, as I said, as an em- as a, as an emo fucking kid, I fucking love Paramore. But <laughs> what about uh, Eve Six? Eve Six. I would swallow my pride. I would jump in the yeah, night. No. Fuck you. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you, Mikey Brushaber, for the question. Or Mike Brushaber. I guess it's not Mikey. Next up is Weary One. Five mil, no more movies for the rest of your life. Do you accept? Hmm. Five mil is a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but at the same time, it's like, what am I going to do with that money? That's my thing. If I accepted the money, then what do I do with it? Because, like, literally, that's about all I buy. Yeah. So, like, what else am I going to do with my money other than just pay bills (laughs) and exist? So, because I'm not like I'm not a car guy. No, I don't own guns. <laughs> no, I do play instruments, but I'm not like. I mean, I guess I could buy like my dream bass, the Rickenbacker. Yeah, uh, you know that'd be kind of cool, I guess. Uh, but I mean, like, like, I guess you can buy like a bunch of albums with it too. But. That's cool too. But like, movies is my thing. If I can't yeah. buy movies with it, then what's the point? Like, my thing used to be games too, but I don't do that. I don't play as games, much. Yeah. Like, I did buy a game recently, but that was because I'm a fucking wrestling nerd. Yeah. And wanted to play a wrestling game for the... Uh, an actual decent wrestling game for the first time in fucking two and a half years. <laughs> but... Hell yeah. <laughs> um, at the same time, it's like, 
what the fuck am I supposed what, 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 what would I do with it? I don't, that's my thing. I just don't know what I'd do with it. Like, there's times where I'm at work where I'm like, man, I wish I was fucking rich. <laughs> Me too, yeah. But then you think about it, like, what am I going to do with that money? I mean, if I if I could buy movies. Oh, yeah. Then bring it on, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, but no movies. No beaches. No beaches. <laughs> <laughs> that meme is so fucking funny to me. But, um, yeah, but probably probably just the movies. Because we're stupid. Yeah, we're dumb. <laughs> we're dumb. That's the moral of the story. We're yes. dumb. <laughs> we're stupid as fuck. Thank you, everyone, for the question. Next up is Salem1349. How do I explain my interest in extreme horror? To me, it's a form of art that I can analyze and appreciate. Why do you guys like it? Hope you're having a good week. Stay weird. Um, Good question. Very, very good question. I don't know if I know how to answer, really. It's like, for me, it's like the feeling a disturbing movie or an extreme film, or however you want to classify it, gives me is just as much of a, a um, uh, an emotion... Yeah, you know, a justifiable emotion as being scared by a horror movie, or being made laugh by a comedy movie, yeah. or being made to cry from a drama. You know what I mean? Right. These are all emotions. Like that feeling of being disturbed is an emotion. Yeah. It's just as real as anything else. So why can't we cater films to that feeling? Exactly. You know, I, why do we like being scared? Like technically, that's not a positive emotion. No. Why do we like to watch stuff that makes us cry? That's not a positive emotion. No. So it's the same thing as anything else, you know what I mean? Like it, it, that that genre hits an emotion that we want to feel personally. Yeah. Why? It's hard to explain. I think it's different for everybody. For me, it was about like, you know, going from horror, regular horror, which you know, horror is still like it's we do this podcast, but it's not like this is all I watch. Yeah. I love horror movies in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't just watch extreme stuff. Well, well, again, like e- even though we do a podcast about fucked up movies, we very often are like, yeah, we need a, we need a break from just fucked up shit. For sure. But what I'm getting at is like, what I'm saying is like, that's not all I like. But like for me, it's like, okay, there came a point in life where horror just really didn't scare me anymore. I yeah. still loved it, you know, and I still loved watching it. But, you know, I was kind of looking for that next thing that's going to give me that emotional punch. Right. Like the first time, like, like the first time I saw Evil Dead or Takes a Chainsaw. Like those movies scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And then after that, nothing really scared the shit out of me like that again. Sure, some of these did, but not like that. You know what I mean? No, no nothing made you want to like cower away from the television. Exactly. Screen. So it was all about like that next logical step. So for me, like I heard about like August Underground. Yeah. I heard about Solo. I heard about Cannibal Holocaust. I heard about all these movies. And I and watched the trailer and kind of had this like nervous energy inside of me. Yeah. And I wanted that. I wanted exactly. to pursue that. You know what I mean? And then it, it kind of grew and grew and grew and grew, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what got me into it, and that's why I think that like it's just as viable of a genre as anything else. Because again, it's like, why do you watch a movie like The Notebook? Because you know it's gonna make you cry, right? Or Forrest Gump, or you Green know, Mile. yeah, these movies are gonna make you cry. They're sad movies. Yeah, but why do you want to watch them? You know, you could you, anybody who questions why you like extreme horror, you could say that. Why do you want to cry? Yeah, you know, of course it, you want to laugh. Everybody wants to laugh. Why do you want to be scared? Why do you want to cry? Yeah. Again, it's it's also like like this too. Like, if people want to like, I guess shit shit on our community for liking fucked up stuff, then go after the the the, the, the go after the soccer moms who are listening to true crime right now. For sure, it's the same thing. Yeah. Why do you like that? It's because it freaks you out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it fucks with you. You hear about Ted Bundy's crimes and it disturbs you. You know exactly. 
that's the same thing with the movies. To me, it's like it's it. The, the feeling the extreme cinema gives you is just as much a justifiable. And like she said, some of them are art, man. Oh yeah, like some of them are definitely art. I mean, but the thing is, like, art has such an odd definition too at this point. Yeah, for sure. Where some things like, you, for example, you look at the work of someone like Gunter Bruce yeah, or no. Otto Mule. Art. Yeah, quote, quote, art. Art. Shitting in public. Yeah, shitting, art. pissing, and vomiting in public. G.G. Allen was an artist. I mean, he, he said he wasn't. I'm pretty sure he said that. Yeah, like, I don't know. That, to me, that that explains it more than anything. It's just as justifiable as emotion. Yeah. And some people, you know, not everybody. Some people don't want to do this. Some people just want to watch a drama because it's just like... But again, it's like, why do you want to watch it? Yeah. You're like, okay, this movie's going to make me cry. Yeah. Well, why do you want to watch it? Same thing. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And some of us just want to push that boundary. They want to keep feeling that, like, shock, that fear, that nervousness, you know? You can see it almost as, like... Going from a ro- uh, like a roller coaster, exactly. Which I would describe horror movies as a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, watching disturbing cinema is a step out of that and going into something a little more hardcore, like the slingshot. Yeah, like like a <laughs> slingshot or where's that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> or like I, I remember uh, gr- growing up, at, you know, in my teenage years. My teenage years. My you know, teenage years. Boy. I went on this like ride where they put you in this, uh, they they strap you into this thing with like bungee cords, right? And they lift you up like f- fucking 50, 60 feet, and you have to pull the cord yourself. Oh shit! And drop, and you start, and you swing back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that, that shit's scary. Yeah. So you can see cinema almost as something like that, where it's sure. like just the next step forward. That next step forward that not everybody wants to do, and that's understandable. Oh yeah, you know, you don't. If it's not for you, it's not for you. There's a lot of people who don't want to even go on the roller coaster. Exactly, they want to watch Nacho Libre, and that is it. That is Nacho Libre is awesome. Nacho Libre is awesome. Nacho Libre is awesome. I'm tired of losing. I want to win. I fucking love that movie. But thank you, Salem thirteen forty nine, for the question. And last, hope we answered it well. Yes. And last, but definitely not least. Andrew Roboto. Andrew Roboto. He's also an OG, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's been around yeah. a long time. Seen any good movies recently? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I went and seen The Batman. You did. And I fucking loved it. Yes, you did. <laughs> As a person who loves the Batman comics, mm-hmm. he's been a big Batman. Not a big... I used to be a big comic guy, then I kind of got out of comics, and then I got into just Batman. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Batman's been my guy for years. Like, since oh, I was yeah. a little kid, I, I adore Batman. I love the lore, the villains, everything about Batman. And uh, for so long, like, even movies I thought were good, stuff like The Dark Knight. Yeah. It's a good movie, but not necessarily the best Batman movie. Right. This was the first time that I, since, like, Michael Keaton, really, and even then I think it suffers, it's not dark enough. Like, it toes too much onto the silly that I watched a movie that felt like it perfectly balanced what makes Batman Batman, including he does fucking detective work. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it blew my fucking mind. I was like, <gasps> Oh my God. The world's greatest detective is being a detective. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I thought it was fucking excellent. I think everybody who, if you're a fan of Batman, you gotta go see it. Yeah. I watched a, uh, not, not too long ago. I watched a very divisive movie within, uh, within people. And that's Bowling for Columbine. Yeah. Which I actually thought was a very interesting and well-made movie, with something with with, with motives and stuff that I could not exactly you know support. Yeah, but I think it's a very very well done documentary. Fair enough. Yeah, 
I lost a couple things. I would also watch Studio 666, and that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> we'll get into a bad movie later. Oh, yeah. It didn't suck as bad as this. <laughs> oh, boy. But that is it for the listener questions. My God. That was an epic. <laughs> that was a journey. Y'all send some great questions, yes. and we greatly appreciate it. We appreciate each and every single one of you. You all are awesome, and you are the reasons we do this. Yes. And if you want to join these lovely individuals and ask us a question as well, mm-hmm. you can do so by writing to sickoncinema at gmail.com or wait to the week of the episode. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Yes. However, next week we are doing an episode, but we won't be doing listener questions on that episode. No. It'll strictly be the Brent and Terry episode. Yes. Just the interview. But when we do come back two weeks from now or maybe three depending on how things play out yeah. <laughs> the next time the show goes live you'll see it there's a lovely little picture it's got skeletons on it that says we're taking questions and you can ask in the comments yes. below <laughs> that's simple because we actually don't know the next time we're taking listener questions is and to be quite honest uh because of the way the lineup is right now and hoping we we have we can obtain all the titles <laughs> or true. find a way to watch them yeah uh we may not even know what the next episode is so very true very true <laughs> but we do know what the next one is it's brennan terry Yes, but we won't be doing about the episode after. Yeah, but we won't be doing listener questions on that one. Yes, anytime we do an interview, I kind of want it to just be the interview to give them sole focus. Yes, I think that's just the best way to do it because the episode's about them, not us. Uh, Yeah. So that's it for this. We're going to take a much needed break. My ass is getting very numb because we have terrible chairs. Yeah, and I also need to take a shit. So (laughs) (laughs) can't talk. Gotta poo. Oh my god. (laughs) Bring up the f- fanatic on the show. So we'll be right back here on Sick on Shinima. The biggest double horror show in history. I drink your blood, and I eat your skin. Men become animals and eat their victims. I drink your blood, and I eat your skin. an entire town with rabies and turns a group of men into a band of bloodthirsty zombies ravaging a peaceful countryside. I drink your blood and I eat your skin will make your blood curdle and your skin crawl. you will sit there and suffer through the tortures of the damned. You will sit and watch this shocking ugliness splashing across the screen. You will ask yourself, What acts of sadism will this electric knife be used for? What horrors will be performed with this axe, this hose, this dagger, this gun, this sword? 
all the implements necessary to make this the ultimate in adult horror films. We have painted a bloody picture, but it is only a small part of what actually takes place in I drink your blood and I eat your skin. Can you take it? If you have a strong constitution, we challenge you to test it and sit through. I drink your blood and I eat your skin. Let's dust this up. I already hit record. <laughs> Let's dust this up. Let's dust this up. <laughs> oh, sprinkle the old dust. <laughs> My fucking dust. <laughs> Love me, Canyon. It's fucking great. So we're back. Yes. We're back here to talk about violent. Shit. Shit. Violent. Shit. Or whatever he says. That motherfucker is like the guy from uh, Channel 5. He's like, I'm a singer. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Fucking Channel 5, man. <laughs> so, Holy yes, we're shit. talking Andrea Schnoss's brilliant trilogy. Uh, um. And one movie <laughs> to go along with it. Yeah. I say brilliant trilogy, but let's be honest, this is booking it by two turns. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even, it's a quadrilogy, I guess, mm. because there's four technically. This series is literally like like bookend by two shitty films. Yes. <laughs> One's a lot shittier than the other one. Yes. But yeah, no point wasting time. We got four movies to talk about. We are starting in 1989. Yes. For Andrea Schnoss, which he directed all of these. I don't know why I have to say his name, but it's Well, he right. directed all of these and co directed one. Yeah. But this is the original Violent, Violent Shit. Shit. Which this was a uh, film alongside uh, guys like Olaf Hittenbach and Jorg Begarit, yeah. um, who made films as a response to German censors. Yeah. Uh, as a big fuck you to them, basically. Yeah. Just being like. Well, if you're going to try to like censor films in the theater, then we're going to make these movies for <laughs> straight to video that are more obscene and violent than anything you can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is cool. Um, but oh boy, I think his first outings go. Uh, Ittenbach was better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we have here is we have the debut of uh, Carl the Butcher Shitter. Carl the Butcher Shitter. Which I don't think anybody calls him that but me, but in this movie he is uh, credited as K the Butcher Shitter. Yes. But <laughs> it would be he would forever known as Carl the Butcher Shitter. Yeah, for me he would always be Carl Butcher Shitter. That's how I know him because yeah. you've been telling calling me calling the Carl Butcher Shitter, Carl the Butcher Shitter ever since you've talked about this movie to me. Well, I, I was just blown away that in a movie called Violent Shit, which I love that too because it's just like straight to the point. Like, you know what you're getting by the name alone. Yes. <laughs> Violent shit. <laughs> Violent fucking shit. Um, but, like, it was K the Butcher Shitter in the credits, and I was always just like, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so forever, he was always Carl the Butcher Shitter to me. <laughs> now, John, mm-hmm. would you like to explain the plot? <laughs> I mean, there's not much. <laughs> there's not much of a plot, to be honest with you. Okay. So you have Carl Butcher Shitter. He's been arrested for uh, killing his mother. Yeah. Which we learned that uh, he did it because a demon told him to. Yes. Uh, we assume is the devil. Yeah. Charlie, I'm the devil. I'm the devil. <laughs> but um, they're transporting him to the prison. Mm-hmm. And when they stop to take a leak, Carl the Butcher Shitter 
escapes and goes on a mass bloody killing spree for about 70 minutes. About 70 minutes. And the movie is what the title says it is. It is violent shit. Yeah. Um, There's violence and there is shit. Well, not literal shit. No, not literal shit. (laughs) It's just violent shit. Yeah. This shit is violent. (laughs) This shit is violent. But I would also say this is kind of shitty. This is... There's a lot of air in this movie. Uh... A lot of a whole lot of nothing happens. There's a lot of scenes of Carl Butcher Shitter running and falling over. For which he does a lot. countless times. He hits the dirt more than anything I've ever seen. You you know the expression I'm gonna hit you and your dick hits the dirt. Your dick hits the dirt. Well he's hitting other oh we're good. <laughs> well, he's hitting other people and his dick's hitting the dirt. Man, it's just like there's like fifty like five I said fifteen. I was like, that's a bit much. There's about five scenes though, probably where he's just like running out in the middle of the field and he'll just like trip and fall over. It's kinda of maddening at points where you're like, Why is he falling? Yeah. Why are you um, falling? Why can't you stay why, why can't you just stand? <laughs> uh, the first three are all I believe shot on video. Yeah. The third one could be D V, but I think it's video still. Yeah. Um, it looks like the same camera that's used in like Anthropophagus. This movie 2000. looks like dog shit, dude. <laughs> and I know some of that's a filter they used on it that I don't know why they did. Oh my God, I don't know either. But it looks so fucking bad. It looks atrocious. Like the first like I don't know five minutes of this movie is this kid playing in the field with the ball, which we find it is the young Carl Butcher shooter. Yeah. And it looks like a damn slideshow because it's like the frame rate oh is like one God. frame per minute. <laughs> and the beginning of this movie goes on for five fucking minutes. It does. I remember checking the time. I was like, he's still playing with that ball. He's still playing with the ball and the credits are still appearing. The slowest credits ever. Oh, my God. And, uh, you know, not to shit on the movie like the whole time we talk about it because like, yeah. the gore is very ambitious yes. for what they were trying to do. They def- You could definitely tell that they would learn as they go along yeah. and improve per, uh, for each movie. Um, but, like, in this movie, like most of the kills consist of Carl Butcher knocking them to the ground so that they can dig a hole <laughs> yeah. for the actor to be in so that they can build a prosthetic up around it. Yeah. And then he chops the body part off. It's a lot of him... Just thrashing people into the ground. Yeah, he, he ravages them to the ground and then cuts them up. Yeah. Which but, is cool. Don't get me wrong. The gore is cool. You know? <laughs> but again, it's 70 minutes. Yeah. And every him, kill is the exact same, basically. Just doing the same thing. And sometimes they'll do the thing where it's like the blade's already cut out. Yeah. And they'll like put on the head and it's like yeah. shooting blood out of it. You know, it's fine. And yeah. if this movie was like a short film, like if it was like 45 minutes to yeah. 60 minutes, I think it would have been... Tolerable, <laughs> yeah, more tolerable because I, I do think it is tolerable, uh, but it would be a lot better because the biggest problem with the movie is just how drug out it is. It goes on and on for no reason too, because like there's not yeah. like there's a lot of dialogue in the movie or anything. Well, it's like I remember like we actually watched a lot of these together. The we only did. one we did was two, two, yeah, which is unusual. We normally yeah. don't watch them together, but we, we had to rush to get the episode together. We did, but at the same time, it was I don't know. These just felt like the kind of movies that you could watch together and have fun. Oh uh, yeah, you know, probably had a better time watching them together yes. than we would if we tried to watch them individually. <laughs> exactly. Um, I remember. I remember at one point I was like, "Man, this is long." And you're like, <laughs> and you're like "No, it's not. It's like, seventy no. minutes." It's like I seventy. Like, well, something. Like, it's like an hour and ten minutes, maybe. And I was like, "What <laughs> the fuck?" Because there's just, like, scenes where there's two guys in the woods who are, I guess, are, like, like uh, what is it called? When you, like, groundskeepers or they're doing, like, yard work or something uh, like that. I'd say, like, groundskeepers is a fine term, I guess. Sure. Landscaping, I guess. Landscapers. Yeah. yeah. And, like, 
they're talking to each other. And it is kind of funny because it keeps just being like, you fucking suck. This is sick shit. I hate my life and stuff like that. <laughs> you fucking suck, dick. Yeah, and stuff like that. But, like, that goes on. And then finally, uh, Carl Butcher comes and kills him. Yeah. And you're like, okay. I mean, I'm glad he came and killed him because I was getting a little tired. Yeah. The worst offender of it is this scene where these two drive to the church. Oh, my God. And we see the entire drive while the violent oh shit's my on plays. And. This song, this song, and another song in this movie is a slapper. You you can call this a slapper. This song. Some just, might say. Some might say it's a slapper. <laughs> I say it just. I, I'd say it's got its ass slapped. <laughs> because it's not very good, and it goes on and on Violet. and on. Shit. I mean, this has to be like a three to four to five minute scene. Yeah, and it's just driving. And then they get to the church and park. And then it's another, like, four to five minutes yes. of them just talking about nothing. It's them, like, drinking, is it not? Or, I don't know, maybe. Or is it just them hanging out, something like that? They're I don't waiting remember. for a party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Carl Butcher Shitter comes and kills him. But, again, it's I'm like, about the other scene in this movie of a car. Yeah, there's <laughs> definitely another movie where, like, two dudes are drinking. Oh, my God. But at least that one don't go on and on and on and on. No, I was talking about th- in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, um, they're just drinking. Yeah. And then Carl Butcher shows up and, and kills him. Yeah, it's like too. It's like the pacing of the film is so bizarre because it's it's slow in the beginning but manageable. But as the movie goes on, it gets slower. Almost like as they were editing it, they're like, "Oh shit, we're not gonna make an hour. we're not gonna make an hour." You know? Yeah. <laughs> keep dragging it out. <laughs> we gotta make this hour. Yeah. <laughs> keep dragging it out. Which I know this was probably edited like tape to tape, so it couldn't yeah. have been easy to edit. You know? No. And I think a lot of times that's why some shot on video movies do drag. Yeah. It's because editing was difficult. You know, it's yes. basically you got one pass on it and that's it. Yeah. That's the movie. <laughs> you know, so cutting the air out of it was not easy. Exactly. But man, oh man, this was, this, though it is fun at times, it's a slog. It, it's, it is hard to get through at times where it's like, okay, he's doing the same thing again. Okay, now we've got, is, are, they're driving now. Okay. They're still fucking driving. That's the scene that's the most egregious, man. It like I could not believe how long that driving scene is. It's just shot through a windshield. You don't even see the car. Yeah. You don't see anybody in the car. You don't see nothing else but no. a road as the violent shit theme plays. And that song There's the one the one song in particular that just loops. It loops. That song goes hard on mute. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. But Oh my god! He, they loop it so many fucking times to the point where it makes your fucking ears bleed. This movie would be great in one point five. <laughs> this movie would go hard on on one point five. Yeah, for sure. Like, Fast forward. Yeah, because it's just like there's so much downtime, yeah. and like even the kills can be drug out. Like to me, like the only like real memorable kill in this one is uh, when he saws the guy in half. Yeah, that's a really cool kill. Yes, and the kills are fun. And the genital mutilation. Yeah. The kills are ultimately fun. Yeah. But, like you said, like it's a lot of just thrashing someone to the ground and then hacking something up. It's it's a lot of him jumping on someone and just like slamming, slamming them into the dirt. And then stabbing them. Yeah. And you know why. It's because it's easier for them to build up the prosthetic. Yeah, while they're on the ground. Yeah. Um, the movie at time, too, does get surrealistic, which is weird. Yeah. Like, there's a scene with Jesus on a cross. Which I think this was all just to piss people off. 
Oh, for sure. And there's the devil scene with the tongue, which I think that scene's cool. But again, they put this filter over it. It was like ass. It was like shit. I don't know. It makes it look so pixelated. Yeah. It makes it look like YouTube circa like 2002. <laughs> 2002. <laughs> it, it, it goes. It's, it's, it's like pixel art. Yeah, dude. It's just like. Pixel art that's not detailed at all. Imagine the first video you ever downloaded on a computer. Yeah. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that bad of quality. I don't know, man. It's just like, I see why this movie would have a cult following. Yeah. But it's just like, it misses the mark a lot to me. Yeah, I agree. It's like, especially when you compare it to like Olaf Inbach. Yeah. You know, his first movie's Black Past and Burning Moon. Which, yeah. Which, you know, it's not fair to compare. Yeah. The two guys, Which, you know I mean, just because they're German splattered filmmakers. The end of Burning Moon, well, I guess you probably shouldn't spoil the end of Burning Moon. It's but fucking awesome. It is, but it's also very similar to another movie. Oh, for sure. But, but still, you know. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's other German splatter films that are similar to this, like, that I think are actually kind of funner, even though they may not be as good. At, like, they're still just equally as bad. Something like Das Kumbutal Brudel. Yeah. The like, movie's not good. It's really bad. And the gore <laughs> is really dumb. <laughs> But it's really fun. Where this movie, like I said, there's just so much downtime. Yeah, which, again, like, SOV movies are fucking fun. Yeah. And this one is fun. I will say that. Like, it is it, fun. It's fun with people. I couldn't imagine watching this one by myself. No. It's worth a watch just to see where we're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if you're a uh, German splatter completionist, you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to see this movie for sure. Of course. Other than that, I would probably say pass on this one. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just... Go on to the second one. Yeah, the second one. You don't really need to watch the first one. I mean, something does happen at the end of the first one that kind of, like, plays a little bit into the second one. Yeah. But you wouldn't be that lost. (laughs) They all are pretty much self-contained. Yeah, and they kind of explain in part two the whole origins of... Carl the Butcher Shitter. Yeah. Which we'll get into in the yeah. that part portion. So, next up, also from Andreas Nosh. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> what? <laughs> we have 1992's Violent Shit 2 Mother Hold My Hand. That's <laughs> such an odd title. I love it. <laughs> but it makes sense. It does. So, in this one, we have The Son of Carl Butcher Shitter. Carl the Butcher Jr. Carl Butcher Jr. Who is being trained by his mother mm-hmm. to become the warrior and massacre and butcher that his father once was. And once his training is seemingly done, he begins to go on a killing rampage. Yes. And uh, the th- let me just start by saying the opening of this movie, Chef's Kiss. Oh my god. Like, in comparison to the intro of the first one, I was like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah. Oh my it's god. It's not day, really. Yes, like, it opens with a shot on video martial arts scene. Yeah. And it's fucking incredible. So you get, like, this, like, drug deal. Yeah. these two Asian guys, who I'm assuming Andre Schnoss knows them, and they probably have some kind of background in Kung yeah. Fu, are uh, doing a drug deal, and it goes wrong, and they start Kung Fu fighting... And it's fucking fun as hell. Yes. Like, it's not even that badly choreographed either. No. Like, sure, it's not like Jackie Chan levels of good. Or no. But, like, it's actually, like, decently put together. Like, yeah. those two guys know what the fuck they're doing. And they oh, show yeah. up in three as well. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. But they know what the fuck they're doing. And you know, it's really cool. This movie's already, again, it's a step, it's, it's an improvement. Already. It seems, it doesn't even seem like the same director. 
But yeah, but I remember seeing that. I was like, let's fucking go. Yeah. And then the Violent Shit song kicks in. Violent Shit. And plays the entire song again. Again, yeah. And I'm like, fuck. With some of the words like computer rendered, like. Oh my God. <laughs> effects the you've flopping seen. Yeah. Worm text in this. <laughs> it's like Andreas Schnauz used every single text transition he had. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun as fuck, though. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is fucking hilarious to see. Yeah. Because I remember seeing that warm fucking text effect. I was like, oh my lord, look at this. And this movie also is where Carl the Butcher gets his mask. Yes. The the iconic mm-hmm. shovel looking mask. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a shovel that he cut eyes and mouth holes out of. Yes. But I love it. I think it looks awesome. Yeah. And uh, another cool thing about it, too, is like where Carl the Butcher Shitter was just a silent mute killer. Yeah. Uh, Carl Jr. is a Freddy Krueger-esque, witty, quipped oh my God. asshole <laughs> who just talks shit the whole time. Where where Freddy Krueger, like in like the first movie, like he'll say something like a little punny, yeah. but also dark punny. Mean, yeah. Yeah. A fucking Carl Butcher Shitter Jr. here is just like, look out, dickhead. <laughs> Bullseye dickhead. Bullseye dickhead. It's schnitzel time. It's schnitzel time. It just fucks people up. While Come here, piggy. Yeah, just call them dickheads <laughs> and pigs. Fat fuck. <laughs> fat, yeah, fat fuck. Which is funny, too, one. because, like, Andres Schnoss plays uh, Carl the Butcher Shitter, or yeah. Junior, and, uh, you know, he's not a small guy. No. And he keeps calling this guy fat ass and fat fuck, and, like, <laughs> and he's, like, the same size as Andres Schnoss, and I'm just yeah. like, this is funny as hell. Which you know. He was, he knew. Oh, it was yeah. that's the whole point of it. Yeah, automatically with this movie, it's like it's it's a massive improvement over the first yeah. one. Yeah, like it's paced better, it's edited better. I will say it still looks like shit. It but. still does look like shit, but it's paced better, it's edited better. The gore is way better. Like there's yeah. some really good kills in this one. Um, just like everything you would want from the first movie to be. Yeah, this one does it in oh, my absolutely. opinion. Like it's not still not my favorite of the series. Because there is times, too, like there's like a training montage that kind of goes. Yeah, it does go on. But there's some fucked up shit in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's definitely an incestual angle. Yeah, that... It just gets shoehorned the fuck in there, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Where it's just like, you could come, come, come lick mommy's hole. I lick mommy's hole. <laughs> <laughs> Who would say that? <laughs> Me. <laughs> uh, I must watch a review. I love him. Oh, fucking epic. It's so good. I can't, I can't wait for him to come back. But yeah, like, you know, there's a weird incestual angle. There's a scene where he staples a woman's vagina shut. Yeah. Which to me is the most memorable kill in it. Yeah. Which I don't think that would kill you. No, but he definitely then, like, comes her up, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the fucking theater shooting. The theater shooting is, is fucking crazy. He shoots up a porno theater. The scene where he's just stabbing the, the heavy set guy is pretty fucked up. And then oh, he, like, yeah. He shits his pants and then he rubs the shit all over him and... <laughs> It's like, it gets kind of wild at points, but it is goofy and silly and fun. It's a movie that if it wasn't goofy, it would be really fucked up, Yeah, but it's also just super over the top. It's violent shit too, you know? It's like, it can't be that serious. Exactly. There's definitely a point where I I don't know if it's a dream sequence or what, about a a woman in a tanning bed. Yeah. That goes on. (laughs) And it's almost pornographic. Yeah, at times it's pretty, pretty hardcore. Like... I mean, it's just, they're just showing her fucking masturbate. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay. Yeah. Well, that's in here for, for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's a random scene. Uh, the ending of this one's bizarre, too. I don't even know how to, like... <laughs> it doesn't really feel like an ending. No. It feels like a cliffhanger. 
there the to me this movie's like about one big set piece and that's the um campsite murder. Yeah. And everything that follows that. Yeah. To me that shit is really cool. Like, there's some really awesome stuff there. Like I said, the vagina stapling, the stabbing of the fat guy. Yeah. The scene where she, the she fights back and cuts Carl's face and he takes a stapler and like staples his face back together. Yes. All that shit is really cool. Yes. I, I think all that stuff's uh really cool. It does feel like the later the film goes on, the less he like cuts people up and like does really gory kills. Yeah, and he just starts shooting people. Yeah, he just starts fucking shooting people. <laughs> There's a lot of shooting. He, starts, he just starts, he just starts blasting people. <laughs> Anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> There's a lot of gunplay in this for being a slasher. <laughs> yeah, but you you can also see that this one's oh. They're starting to step away from, like, just the just slasher yeah. idea. And the crazy thing about this one, too, is, like, the squibs are pretty crazy. They are, yeah. Like, when they blow up, they're, like, smoking and shit. And I'm yeah. like, that could not have felt good. No. That had to that hurt. hurt. <laughs> yeah, that could not have been fun. That also, had to, like, fuck them up. Also, there's also the just random, like, sparks that show up at points. Yeah. <laughs> where they clearly just, like, set something off. Mm-hmm. When it's like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> It's fucking wild. Yeah, he's like he's a punny, quippy asshole, much like something like Doctor Giggles, or yeah. And it makes sense too, because like it's an early '90s slasher. It's like at this point, Freddy was in full blown pun mode. Oh yeah. So of course, Carl the Butcher Shitter is gonna be that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're getting shit like Doctor Giggles and Ice Cream Man and Leprechaun. Yeah. You know, like that was the trend at the time. So of course, you know they're gonna get that in there as well, but do it the oh, German yeah. splatter twist. <laughs> yeah, and it not just be like. Oh, I got your nose. I got shit. your nose. <laughs> that fucking scene. <sighs> Those later Nightmare on Elm Street are rough. Oh, that's Freddy versus Jason. I know. That's a later one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bon appetit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now you're playing with power. Oh, my God. The fucking power glove? The power glove. Motherfucker <laughs> just had a power glove. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. God damn, dude. <laughs> that was a big thing. Like, sorry to get on a diatribe here for a second or go off the topic. You're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street? Not just that, but like Nintendo and pop culture in general in the late 80s, early 90s was pretty fucking crazy when you think it. Was about it was unescapable. Like, you had a whole fucking movie dedicated to it? The Wiz? The, the, the Wizard? The, Not uh, The Wiz. The Wiz is that weird Michael Jackson uh, uh, Wizard of Oz movie. The, the fucking excuse me? <laughs> yeah, there's a Wizard of Oz movie starring uh, Michael Jackson. I think he's the Tin Man or Scarecrow. I can't remember which one he is. He's one of them. <laughs> if fucking excuse me? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> because this existed? Yeah, anyways, the wizard, right? Okay. You know, it's all about Super Mario Bros. 3 and Nintendo. That's where the power gloves come from. Fucking Freddy Krueger. Now oh, you're playing with power. And then goddamn Ghostbusters 2, they fucking uh, pilot the goddamn Statue of Liberty with, like, the fucking, what is the... Uh, oh, my God. The NES well, Advanced. Is you know, about NES- the, the big-ass controller. Is it NES Advance or I thought it was? Is it that or the Rocket Roller? No, Rocket Roller is completely different. This okay. is like just the remote okay. controller. Yeah. Anyways, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about the little diatribe. So weird. <laughs> We're digressing here. Yeah. <laughs> Back to violent shit too. Mother holding my hand. I will say that also like if we do go on a little bit of rant, that <laughs> don't get too mad at us because like. This is kind of just it though. Yeah. And also we have uh, ADHD brains. Yes. I am diagnosed ADD, so... <laughs> and you've said I pretty much have the same thing you do. <laughs> uh, it, it sounds like it. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, Carl, I mean, like, the thing that I love the most about, um... Uh, the thing I like the most about, like, this movie is, like... 
is just Carl the Butcher, right? Yeah. Like, I just think he's his look is cool. Yeah. The mask is cool. It's iconic to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I see those, like, the covers I know the most about violent shit are those, like, plain red blood drip covers yeah. with the mask on it. And I always thought those just looked so fucking cool and I always wanted them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I wanted those original DVDs so bad I couldn't stand it, but I never could get them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, that, to me, like, that's, he's the star of the movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, ten, for like he is. Yeah. Another aspect of this movie that I don't think we've talked about at all is the weird like. Um, <laughs> okay, I don't know how to go about this. So basically, okay. like we got a reporter. Like the movie. Oh yeah, I like, forgot about this shit. the The movie begins with this reporter, uh, who is like, well, we get the kung fu scene, and then we get the scene with a reporter being like, you know, a serial killer fun. seems to be. Imitating the kills of uh, Carl Bergen is what they're calling him now. Yeah, but it's Kate Butcher Shitter. Kate Butcher Shitter, <laughs> or known as Carl the Butcher, and he like meets up with his detective, and he's like showing him pictures and like telling him the story of everything of Carl Butcher and shit like that. But then they start comparing him to like Fritz Hahn, the serial killer. <laughs> yeah. And there's this scene that like again, I hate to say it, but goes on a mm-hmm. while of them just interviewing definitely just real people. Yeah, like, this ain't these are not, not these are not actors. These are just no. real people. And they're just interviewing him, and it like lasts like five to ten minutes, and it's like, all right, let's get back to Carl Butcher Shitter. <laughs> also, spoiler alert, that goes fucking nowhere. Nowhere. It has nothing to, it, no bearing on this movie at all. Literally, literally at the end, just like, eh, we give up. Yeah, well, fuck, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious. Just fought on his back. That's the last line of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the reporter's just like, Eh, we gave up on looking for Carl Bush. I called the Bush Jr. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, it is fun. an interesting ideal and an interesting take on everything because it's like, oh shit, you know, these are not Carl Bergen's fucking kills. These are new kills that you don't yeah. know about. Mine's God, you know? Yeah. My God. My God, man. How could this be? How could this be? Dust. <laughs> fucking dust. You know, but yeah. Violent Shit 2 is really fun. Like, yes. To me, honestly, like if you want to get into Violent Shit... Start with this one. Start with this one. Skip one, go to two, you know, and you're and you're going to have a good time. Yeah. It's just a good shot on videos German splatter slasher. Yeah. I enjoy. Yes. I would, I would not be a fan of Violent Shit if this was not the movie. Because <laughs> I watched Violent Shit 1 first and was like, I don't know why anyone likes this. <laughs> why the fuck does anybody care about Violent Shit? Why is this a thing that people like? And then when I watched Violent Shit 2, I was like, ah, this I see, is why. Yeah. I get it. So next up, from 1999, it took a while. Yeah. It took a while to get back to the to the Butcher Shitters. Was he working on Anthropophagus 2000 on this time? I think so. Okay. But, oh my god. They seem like similar locations, do they not? Yes. So, you know, Violent Shit 1, small, very low-key. Mm-hmm. Violent Shit 2, a little bigger. There's definitely a mass shooting scene. Yeah. <laughs> a mass shooting. Bond th- shit three is an epic. <laughs> this is the Homer's Odyssey of SOV movies. Yeah. This is violent shit three, infantry of doom. Again, this movie plays off like most dangerous game put into the most fucking shit fucked <laughs> universe. <laughs> the, the most cursed timeline. Ever. So essentially what we have here, we have these three friends who are on this boat. One is this guy and his nephew, and he hates his nephew because he says that a lot. He's like, fuck him. Yeah, basically. Fuck the son bitch. <laughs> and they uh, maroon up on this island. Yeah. Right? Their boat. 
fucks up and they have to get on the lifeboat and they end up uh, marooning up on the shores of this island. Yeah. And as they're looking around trying to figure out where they're at, all of a sudden a bunch of people wearing Carl Butcher masks <laughs> take them hostage. Yeah. And lo and behold, a little bit of a spoiler because we have to, but at the end of um, Violent Shit 2, Carl the Butcher's mother is like, your father is back. Yes. Except for she just says, the father is back for some reason. The father is back. Yeah. <laughs> and um, lo and behold, Carl the Butcher's dad is back. And now him and his father have raised an army. A- an army. And I do not say that lightly. This are a lot of motherfuckers in this movie. <laughs> this is not a militia. This is a fucking army of butcher shitters. Yes, just people in butcher <laughs> shitter masks who are, they have one goal, and that is mass homicide. <laughs> mega mass homicide. Ultra mega mass homicide. <laughs> so they kidnap these three people, and along with this uh, Asian man, who was once a guard, yeah. which is what they call the soldiers yes. of the Butcher Shitter Army. Uh, they have th- they give them a day to go hide, and the Butcher Shitter Army is going to hunt them down and kill them. And basically the most deadly game. Yeah. Uh, this movie's, like I said, it's fucking epic, dude. This movie is, like, th- this is a fucking... Like, certified classic. This is next level SOV shit right here, man. This shit goes... <laughs> this shit goes off the wall insane. The gore in this movie is fucking phenomenal. Yes. It has some of the coolest fucking kills of mm-hmm. any SOV film I've ever seen. Uh, at one point, they run into another two uh, Asian people who I believe are the two guys from Violent yes. Shit uh, 2. And um, they join forces with them. So you got these like six guys fighting the... The Butcher Shitter Army. And, <laughs> Such uh, an odd sense to say it's the Butcher Shitter Army. <laughs> and it's... Th- the thing that, like, is awesome is, like, again, we talked about it in the last movie. These guys know what they're doing. And yeah. This time, it's, the choreography's even better. Yes. Like, the fight scenes are legit good in this movie. Yes. Like, the action set pieces are good. And the fucking gore is top fucking notch. And some of the kills are insane. Like, they hack people to shreds in this movie. People are turned into fucking, like, meat. People are cut and complete in half. Their heads are sliced off at angles, and they yes. slide off. Fucking limbs are mutilated. Skin is ripped off faces. Dude. Like, you think about it, it happens. Like, guts are pulled out. There's like People old... get punched through the fucking neck. Yeah, through the fucking neck. Through the fucking neck. <laughs> Zombie, you got zombies in this one. Yes, you got fucking explosions. You have an all-out war at one point, dude. Carl the Butcher is looking like a fucking WWE villain. <laughs> he looks like uh, the Berserker. Yeah, from yeah, he does. <laughs> you know, his dad's a zombie. <laughs> yeah, his, his dad is a fucking ne- essentially a necromance zombie, it's dude. Fucking insanity. It's oh insanity. My God. It's like everything you ever wanted. Like when you hear about like shot on video movies, and you're like, "Oh, a splatter," or, yeah, or, or the term German splatter. This is what you want from yes, that. like this and like Black Pass or not Black Pass, but a uh, Burning Moon to me, yeah, or Primudos. Like I'd put this on like not quite as epic as Primudos. Like Primudos is like another level of German splatter, right? But this is like close to that level where it's just like this guy was like, we're making something fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is the end of the trilogy, and it, we're going out fucking crazy. This movie combines genres to create a shot on video work of art. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, it has, like, a feeling of, like, Trauma's War. It which does, I, if you know, yeah. like, Trauma's War, that's, like, the biggest trauma movie. Yeah. Uh, it has that kind of feel to it where it's just, like, 
you know, not just in like theme and execution, but like in like attitude as well. Where it's like we're gonna make something big. You yeah, know I mean, we're known for doing these little small things. Well, we're gonna do it on a mass scale. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go full force. And like in this one too, they use like uh, they use Super Eight. Yeah, so they use different kinds of cameras. Mm-hmm. And like the kills are all like elaborate. Like there's like there's a f- definitely a there's definitely a bunch of just <laughs> dead. Oh yeah, but like for the, like a lot of the set piece kills are huge. Yeah, like, like you got like a triple beheading. Yeah, you got people top of their heads just being chopped off and brains being pulled out. It's fucking insane. And one of the kills that like I saw years before I ever saw the movie is like they throw these two hooks and they like yeah. hook into this guy's mouth and when they pull them they like rip the skin off his face. Yeah, fucking great shit. The oh my god, one of my favorite kills is this dude gets his head sliced in half and he tries to hold it together. Yeah. It's fucking wild. There's ninjas in this movie. Yeah, there's fucking ninjas too. There's yeah, fucking ninjas, dude. There's ninjas. A necromancer. Mm-hmm. A scientist who has a Hitler stash. Mm. <laughs> Who's bringing the dead back to life? Yes. There's fucking like I said, like there's like sword and sorcerer esque shit too, because <laughs> like Carl Butcher shitter looks like a fucking Viking and shit. Yeah. I, there's fights. There's like. Guerrilla warfare, there's spears, there's fucking... <laughs> no one is safe. You don't know who the main star of the movie is. Cause no. People are just getting killed left, right, and centered. And by the end, you still don't really know for sure mm-hmm. who the main star was supposed to be. Someone's ass, like their spine gets ripped out their ass. <laughs> <laughs> In a fucking crazy-ass scene. Rib cages get split open. It's it's madness. This movie's fucking madness. It's fucking wild, man. It... it, it I mean, like, if I'm being completely honest, a lot of the movie plays out like you have Carl Butcher being there, and he's like, "Kill this man," yeah, and then they kill him, and he's like, "Also, kill this man." Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of the movie, but I don't know, just the way it's it, done. But the, the the effects look so fucking good; it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just good German splattery goodness. Yeah, to me, like one of the most impressive ones is when they like they chop the guy's head at an angle and it, like yeah. slides off. It looks so fucking cool. Like, there's main characters that are just dusted. Yeah, they for get no fucking f- merch. Like, out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, like, just like, like, well, fuck, I thought that guy was the star, you know? Yeah. Just like, okay, well, maybe he's the star. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> now he's dead. <laughs> and then the last, like, what, 10, 15 minutes of the movie is just an all-out fucking battle. War. Full of just blood and fucking guts. Grenades? <laughs> yeah, they use grenade launchers. People are blowed the fuck up. Oh, my God. This movie's off the wall insane. It is. This is a fucking good time, though. Yes. Like, if I'm going to recommend any of the Violent Shit movies, Violent Shit 3, Infantry of Doom, is definitely the number one. Oh, yeah. I adore this movie. I think it's one of the best German splatter films of all time. It goes hard as fuck. It does. It's just a fucking... It's just epic, man. It's just an epic gore masterpiece, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Pushing minds of shit like Dead Alive or fucking Adam Chaplin. Like, movies yeah. that are just, like, unrelenting gore fests. Yes. You know, and I fucking adore it. Mm-hmm. This is a great fucking movie, man. And like, there's even like th- throwbacks to movies like Ricky O in this. Oh, for sure, definitely. Like punches through like fucking people's jaws, yeah. necks, and stuff like that. Ripping people in half. Yeah. Like shit that should not be possible. There's even shouts out to the Shaw Brothers. Yeah. With the flying guillotine. <laughs> yeah, you know? the flying guillotine, man. Which is fucking cool. <laughs> you know, which I always thought the flying guillotine was cool in general and thought it was an awesome idea where you got this like. This thing that you like throw almost like a frisbee and it latches onto your head and rips your head off. Yeah. You know, and that's in this movie. I don't know, man. Like, it's just fucking amazing. Yeah. It's one of the best shot on video movies ever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I highly, highly, highly recommend 
watching Violent Shit 3, Infantry of Doom. It's so fun. So, the Violent Shit series up to this point has been weird. Yeah. You know, most movies, it's like the best one's the first one, and they get worse as they go along. Yeah. Violent Shit, at this point, has been the opposite. It's been getting better. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what, my fucking notes. What the hell was that? <laughs> my notes. You know, where Violent Shit 1 was very weak. <laughs> yeah. And, am- and beyond amateurish. Right. But Violent Shit 2 was better, and Violent Shit 3 was even better. Mm-hmm. But then... <laughs> But, John, it's supposed to get better, right? It's supposed to get better. We've only been getting better. Hmm. These films have been aging like fine fucking wine. Yeah. But, uh, alas, our good times were not meant to last, Matt. Oh. Our joy was meant to be dashed in the rain. Our hopes and dreams <laughs> squashed like bugs. Yeah. And they book into this series. With two shitty movies. <laughs> they sandwiched two great movies in between moldy hot dog buns. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd say the first one, you have to dig from the mold. Yeah. This one is fucking covered in it. This this series is like a Pop-Tart. Mm-hmm. Where the feeling is delicious. Your favorite feeling in Pop-Tart history. Yeah. But the pastry is shit. <laughs> <laughs> so to get to the good shit, you got to get through the shit. <laughs> yeah. So, backed by, what was it, Timo Rose? Timo Rose, I think. Well, I don't know who he is, but nor do I give a shit after watching this. Well, if you look at some of the movies he's directed, like, I know you're not supposed to judge a book or movie by the cover. Fair enough. But, man, the posters look fucking horrendous. And if this is the style of movie he works with, I could not be fucked. Fuck it. Yeah. This is Violent Shit 4.0, Carl the Butcher versus Axe from from 2010. Which immediately, it shouldn't have been. I know that's a shitty thing to do, but when I saw this was 2010. Yeah. From 1999, I was immediately hesitant yeah. Because this is the only one I had not watched yet. Yeah. I'd seen all uh, the three Violent Shit movies. I was already hesitant. I was like, oh, fuck. 2010. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, 2010? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I, it makes it worse. It's like, oh, and he he's co-director. co-director. Yeah. Oh, no. So any of the lore that has been building in the Violent Shit series, which there is. Yeah. All three movies intertwine uh, a lot, actually. You know, yeah. The, the the continuity carries over, you know, to the point where he's, you know, when his face got cut in half, there's shit involved with that, too. And yeah. Violent shit three, you know. Um, throw that out the goddamn window. Yeah. They just remake the fucking history of Carl Butcher for, I don't fucking know. It feels like Timo Rose is like, am I really going to dig this grave for my own amusement? <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> Which I can't imagine they made that much money from this. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but... I mean... Fuck, what else could it have been for? Because it's so fucking terrible that, like... If it won a cash grab, then what was it for? What is this for? Yeah. I think it was for his own amusement. So, the movie begins with Carl Butcher and Hale, which I was fine with that. Yeah, makes sense. it's like, oh, it makes sense, right? And I guess, as far as the lore goes, this is Carl Butcher Shitter. The original Carl Butcher. Yeah. 
However, he has the mask. He has the mask, which Carl Butcher never had the mask. Carl Butcher Jr. had the mask. But we're also trying to add sense to a movie that doesn't give a fuck. Very true. About anything. So, there's CGI fire everywhere, which immediately I was like, oh boy. Yeah. This ain't good. Which, in my brain at first, I was like, okay, there's CGI fire, there's, there's CGI landscapes. But surely we're going to keep the, the gore at, like, top, at three's level, right, John? <laughs> it's hit and miss. Hard. Oh. Hard. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> this movie couldn't breathe. <laughs> So oh my god. The devil comes I don't to even Carl. Want to fucking talk about I know, this movie, man. John. I, I know. This movie like hurt my will to live. It, it's almost come out love for cinema. I had to start talking about good German filmmakers after it because I was just like I lost faith in German films. You did. After watching this. You were like, fuck it. I was like, you know, Lars von Trier, you know, fucking Jörg Bergerit. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Heineke. All off it and Bach. So the devil comes to Carl Butcher Shitter and is like I need you to go back. Yeah. Because there's a new killer who may surpass you and become the new butcher, and his name is Axe. Why the devil cares about this? Ah. Who the fuck knows? Know. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck cares? It's just the reason question. to bring Carl Butcher back. Yeah. So Butcher is like, I want two things. I want my mask and my powers. What powers? powers? What fucking powers? I don't know. What powers, Matt? He didn't have any fucking powers. He was a human. I mean, I guess, like, Carl Butcher, the the original Carl Butcher was possessed by the devil. So anyways, they Carl... Don't fucking allude to that at all. Carl Butcher comes back to the the a post-apocalyptic world that is run <sighs> by... which is split into territories by these gangs. Which... I couldn't have been fucked to learn any of them's names because they're all awful. Yeah. And look, Mr. Parker talks about this a lot on his show, where it talks about, um, you know, not attacking actors because, you know, it's not a fair thing to do. Yeah. You know, because you're, you know, you don't want to, like, completely shit on a person. And I understand that mentality completely. Absolutely. But I also have to say that the acting in this movie is wretched. It's fucking dog shit. First of all, it's in English. It, yeah. Which I think was a mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. It it has the syndrome of what imprint does for me. Yeah, but imprint. So oh my god! Well, yeah, but where imprint where they do it on English, it feels super fucking over the top. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you get like a foreign filmmaker directing English speaking people in English, yeah, you get this like weird, um, miscommunication thing. Yeah, where it doesn't seem to translate very well. Right. And that's what I feel like happens here as well. So I don't want to like shit on the actors too hard because, like I said, like it's just like man, that's kind of mean, you know. But yeah. like you also got to like call a spade a spade, right? Yeah. The um, so you got these two these two in particular gangs. One I don't know the fucking names. Led by this guy who's got these contacts in his eyes and they're stupid. <laughs> they look fucking stupid. But it's all guys. Yeah. And you got another gang that's all girls. And Which the lead. Oh my god. Th- they drink sperm. That's not. That's not even like funny. No, no, no it's not funny. <laughs> God, no, it's not funny. <laughs> but <laughs> the that is not even like John trying to tell a joke. No, they just drink sperm. That's their. That's their fucking thing. Female sperm. Which I don't know. 
I mean, I don't think I it guess works there, that way. I don't know. I don't know anatomy enough to say, but I don't know if a sperm can be male or female. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I don't fucking know. I'm not a fucking biologist. Yeah, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It's still fucking stupid. And fucking... <laughs> God, I don't, I don't want to be mean. But this lead actress, who's the head of this gang, Queen something, I can't remember. She wears a shirt that says Queen of the fucking Universe. Is one of the most piss poor actresses I have ever fucking seen in a movie. <laughs> She's trying to be over the top, but it just comes off fucking horrible and yeah. stupid and not funny and not entertaining and not fucking good in any way, shape, or goddamn form. It is actually miserable to sit through. It's painful to watch and embarrassing. Yeah. And I fucking could not stand every second she was on screen. And that's not even just her either, man. They're all bad. Well, but her in particular. The entire movie, you don't even want to, like, as soon as the movie started, I wanted it to be over. Like, you, okay, so the hell thing happens, and they send Carl Butcher, but then you see this chick, which it's trying to be Robert Rodriguez, Tarantino style, where, like, someone shows up, and it's like, freeze frame, their name, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I've seen done well, but, like, this is done so shittily. Yeah. You know, so it's like, pop up, and her name's Vendetta. And she, like, slashes these two guys with swords and CGI blood flies. And in that moment, I knew we were fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, we're going to get no not joy. Not even decent CGI blood either. It's just a red splat. Yeah. That it goes beep. Yeah, it's fucking atrocious. It flashes. So, it turns out that this vendetta is the sister of Axe, who is wandering across the wasteland killing people because I don't fucking know. Who the fuck is Axe? They never explain it. Who the fuck is Axe? What's his purpose? I thought maybe when I heard it, it was called Carl Butcher versus Axe. I assumed there was another German splatter series, and the killer's name was Axe, and this was them two fighting each other. No, this character only exists in this movie, as okay. far as I know. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know why he's in this. <laughs> I don't... Or what he does, or what purpose he serves to the story, really, other than he just is there. To be there. So anyways, Carl Butcher Shitter and Axe fought one fucking time. And it's in a bit... The, the, you remember talking about the choreography oh being really... God. Being pretty damn good in, two, in three and being good in two? Yeah. It's fucking abysmal in this one. It's just them standing in front of each other and going... <laughs> moving their weapons back and forth. Yeah. And they, they consider that a fight. And also, like... I know in three you can see, like, floppiness of weapons. For sure. Oh, boy. This one shows... Everything. All the flaws. Like, there's toy guns in this bitch. So, for some goddamn reason, I'm getting mad. For some goddamn reason, yeah. these gangs are like, or in particular, the, the female gang, are like, we have to t we have to kill Carl the Butcher. This is how this bitch talks. Carl the Butcher <laughs> and Axe. I fucking hate her. Um, and I know that's mean, but fuck it. I can't help it. Oh, my God. And, and, is this making too much uh, noise, John? I don't care. Um, okay, fuck it then. So they decide that for some <sighs> reason they have to nothing is ever fucking explained why. Which you know, like I'm okay with filling in gaps in movies, but when it's literally the fucking plot of the goddamn movie, you need to tell me something. Because <laughs> then at one point they pull fucking Batman versus goddamn Superman. Oh my where god! Where Carl Busch yeah. is like, we have same tattoo. 
and they become friends, and now they're working together, and these gangs are trying to kill them, and they're just wandering across the wasteland being like, we have to take these gangs out for their territory. What fucking territory are you goddamn talking about? Yeah, what's the territory? The kills are bad. The gore is not very good. The fucking acting is beyond abysmal. What means the gore is not very good? It's fucking horrible. I mean, there's some kills that are okay, but like, compared to the third one or second one, it's fucking trouble. see nothing, though. Yeah, there's no real gore. Ugh. And it tries to be funny. It thinks it's so fucking smart and clever and and wants to be super goofy and fun and funny. <laughs> We're having a good time. No, you're fucking making me mad. <laughs> you're fucking ruining my goddamn life. <laughs> this movie existing ruined me. <sighs> because I'm a fan of the Violent Shit series. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've talked about Phantasm Ravenger before. Yes. As being like a, seri- a, a sequel that hurt me. You know, that, uh, yeah, that broke my heart. I wouldn't say this broke my heart, but how disappointing this fucking franchise ends is sad. If this gives you any indication of how bad this is, John and I, when we watch movies for the show, we rarely take any fucking breaks when it comes to the movie. We like we don't pause the movie just for a break. We had to take two. Yeah, I had to get away. It's that bad. It just was, it, man. Like, for instance, like here's a couple of good examples. There's a scene where they're killing these guys, and fucking Axe pulls out, like, scorecards. Oh, my God. And it's just like... And another thing, too, is, like, Carl Butcher looks like shit in this movie. He does. Like, I can't explain why he looks like shit. He, gets wor- he looks worse later, too, oh, though. Oh, man. And there's a fucking point in the movie where he's like, here's my secret weapon, my elixir. What?! Since when? Since when? And he drinks it, and he grows muscles, and they just put him in a muscle suit. <laughs> if you can call it that. Oh it's God. like they stuffed a skin-toned suit full of pillows and called it a fucking day. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. It's not even. It's not fun to talk about. It's not fun to rant about. It's a goddamn... This movie's better forgotten. This is a war crime. <laughs> this, this movie's a, war a fucking crime. war crime. NATO needs to fucking interrogate this movie and put it in goddamn prison. <laughs> this movie's probably killed people. I hate it. I hate this fucking movie. Oh my god. I, I don't know why it exists. It goes down with Bulk and uh, Duck as as two of the fucking like worst goddamn movies I've ever watched on this show. Duck, at least I can say, like had like some potential. Yeah. Right? Like, there was at least, like, an ideal there that, like, if they gave a bigger shit, yeah. they could have made a much better movie. And instead of just trying to be fucking edgy. Yeah. And, and not taking the time to actually, like, think it out. Right. You know? It could have actually been good. This, it had no fucking hope. I don't know if there was a script, or if they just went out in the fucking woods and filmed and tried to put it all together. The movie doesn't have a horror soul, man. It's fucking a void of anything. It's like it, it it takes advantage of people who were fans of the original movies. It's devoid of any fucking semblance of anything that makes a movie a movie. Yeah. It's a fucking trash, trash fucking movie. It's a fucking dumpster fire of a movie. Now, I say these things, but if you do enjoy this movie, hey, you do you. I'm not shitting on you. I'm shitting on the movie. I don't know how you can like it, but Whatever. I'm not hating. You know what I mean? You do you, friend. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fine. Any movie you like, you should not justify it to anybody. You like what you like, right? However, for me personally, 
this is up there as one of the worst goddamn movies I've ever watched. It's up there, man. It's so fucking bad. As I, said, I don't even know what to say about it's it. It's not fun. It's not funny. No. Also, the funniest part was like... The credits? I was like, oh, thank God, it's over. <laughs> the funniest part about it was just us fucking like... Being like, wow. That's the thing, too. Is like A lot of times, like... like <laughs> this happened, too, when we watched Bulk. Which yeah. I know there's fans of Bulk. There's people who listen to this who are fans of Bulk. Really? Oh, yeah. More power to you. You know what I mean? But God, I hated that fucking movie, too. I have fun with that. But, like, there came a point where it's like we stopped even, like, making fun of the movie while we were watching it. Uh, yeah, like, and we're, we're just sitting in silence, seething <laughs> at how yeah. fucking bad this is. Like, I remember when we took the first break, I was like, John, let's just do Zombie 90. <laughs> yeah, you're like, let's just drop forward. It's like, we can't fucking just drop forward. Well, the thing is, like, you didn't post the posters. Yeah. So I was like, we can get away with it. We can get away with it. Yeah. But the trooper you are, John. I want to be true to the series. You know what I mean? I want you to do the fucking the series. And, like, I love you, John. Yeah. I don't think it was fucking worth it. <laughs> it probably wouldn't, but it felt right. Because you know what like, I mean? This doesn't feel fun. No. Like, it doesn't feel, it's not fun to talk about this. No. Well, at least with Bulk, we could just shit all over it. Sure. I guess. I, felt, I guess. I feel very similar to Bulk as I feel about this movie. Oh, oh yeah. Or as a heartless movie made for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? There's movies out there that don't, that don't ever see the light of day. Yep. There's also, like, even, even with, like, Who's like? Who gives a shit? Really? Because the movie sucks anyway. There's like massive fucking like editing errors in oh, this. Oh man, yeah. There's like scenes that just flash up. Like we're not even talking about technical issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's definitely a point in the movie where the fucking scene like goes. Yeah. And you can see a little bit of the scene before it. Yeah. You know where they didn't cut it down enough. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's horribly fucking made. Horrible made. Hor- horribly. If, if, if it was written, it was horribly written. Soundtrack sucks. Fakes are not very good. There's a few kills in the movie that are like, okay, that looked all right. But that, like, compared to the third one, it's such a fucking step down that doesn't matter. Yeah. Who Most of the kills shit? are just someone gets punched and blood goes everywhere. Yeah. Carl Butcher's immobile. He can't fucking move. Yeah. <laughs> he can't do anything. Axe looks stupid. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what else. I don't know what else to say about this one. Like, I don't have the fucking energy. To fucking just riff on this because like <laughs> we were defeated, man. Like when this movie, when the credits rolled, we were zapped. We had no emotion left, we no tried, energy to do anything else. We tried to watch an episode of Iron Chef afterwards, and we were just fucking fucked. Yeah, this ruined our night. Yeah, <laughs> this movie was so bad it ruined our night. Like afterwards, like you know, we we watched the episode of the show as we said, and you just went the fuck to bed. Yeah, you're like fuck it, fuck it. Night's ruined. It's over. Fuck it. Who cares? It, this it, yeah, I, <laughs> the dumbest thing I have ever seen. In fact, we are all stupider for having seen it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, what 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 I will say about it is. Like I I know when people say stuff like this, people immediately are like, "Oh, I got now. I gotta watch it." Don't fucking watch yeah, this. Don't waste your time with it. It's not worth it. It's not fun enough. I, mean, I guess if you had like if you were drinking and you had some buddies over, you could probably get drunk enough to have fun with this movie. I could see that. I mean, I could see it, but why? But if you just want to watch a movie to watch a movie, this this is 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 an atrocity. I feel like yeah, 
<laughs> I feel like even getting drunk is not going to help you any. It's just, it's so try hard. It's such a fucking, I hate movies like this, man. Yeah. I really do. Like, I hate these, like, grindhousey fucking Tarantino wannabe comedies. You know, that that try to be too cool for school and silly at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I was, we described it as, like, you know, fucking made for t- made for sci-fi fucking movie that wants to be Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it, too. It's trauma without the charm. But there's so many movies out there, like, the files get corrupted. Yeah. Like, why? why couldn't this be one? Yeah, why couldn't this movie have its files corrupted and never saw the light of day? Because that would have been fucking way better. Andreas Schnoss, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, why? Why would you do this? And it sucks, too, because I it's I honestly like, want to know. It sucks, too, because it's like, violent shit 2 and 3 are super fucking fun SOV German splatter yeah. movies that I recommend highly. You know? Like the first one is not good. No, it's bad. But watch that one a hundred fucking times over this piece of shit. Yeah. At least it was like they were trying to do something. Yeah. They it, just didn't have the means to pull it off. And then, you know? Yeah. And then they, they were also trying to prove a fucking statement where yeah. it was like, fuck, fuck the censors. Fuck German censors, yeah. Whereas with this one, it's just like, it's just a fuck you to anyone who fucking gives a shit. It's a fuck you if you're a fan of violent shit. Yeah. It, it's not worth anyone's fucking time. And it sucks because like it really tarnishes the series. Because like, if 3 was the last one, yeah. then you'd be like, hey, this is one of the only series you can say in horror that gets better as it goes along. Yeah, but they had to book in it with this shit. Yeah, they had to fucking throw this hunk of shit in there. Like, you ever seen that video of the fucking hippo just like moving its tail back and forth and just spraying shit everywhere? spreading. That's his fucking movie, man. <laughs> he doesn't deserve that. <laughs> I mean, it's what it is, though. At least that made me laugh. It's shit flinging. Yeah. You know, there's nothing fucking creative or good about this movie. <laughs> this movie hurts. I hate it. I fucking hate this movie. Yeah. I think I've only said that about three movies on the show. Yeah. Duck, Amazing Bulk, and uh, this movie. And it feels bad putting Duck into that, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I really did not like that fucking movie at all. <laughs> I didn't like Duck either, really. I thought it was better than you thought it was. Mm-hmm. I guess also because, like, <sighs> this is not a review of Duck, but... <sighs> I guess at the same time, at least at the same time, they had they had something they wanted to say. I guess. We're, but at least we're, but they didn't do bulk, it good. Well, this in bulk has nothing fucking no. to say. Which you don't have, the memory doesn't have, have anything to say. But at least make it fucking interesting. This movie is visually uninteresting, too. Yeah. It's fucking heinous. This, this movie goes hard when... Uh, it's stuck in a, it's it's stuck in a DVD case. It's like it's the equivalent of like going to take a shit and you forget to take your pants off. <laughs> but that's this movie, you know what I mean? It's that, like, like fuck. <laughs> this is the this is the cinematic equivalent of fucking zipping your dick in a zipper. It really is. I don't think I got anything else to say about it. Go watch Violent Shit three and two. They're they're great. They're fun as fuck. And go watch it in box stuff. Avoid this like the fucking plague. And, yeah, avoid this fucking thing, as you said. And at the same time, like, there are people whose movies are not getting fucking funded. Oh, yeah, for sure. And people who are struggling to get their movies off the ground. People who have a vision for something fucking awesome. 
and it will never see the light of day, yet this goddamn movie can exist. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking shame, and I fucking hate it. Fuck this goddamn movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, you know, if you like it, hey, that's you. <laughs> That's fine. I I don't know how you would like it, but have fun with it. We guess. don't judge y'all. No, you know, you do you. You know, that's what we always say. You know, film is completely subjective. What we say is not gospel. Exactly. Yeah. So I just wanted to put it out there because we've been pretty fucking hard in this movie, but I think deservedly so. And yeah. So yeah. Ultimately, like I said, it's all subjective. But fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie. This movie can fucking rot in hell. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's violent shit. It's a it's a roller coaster ride, man. It's been a hell of a journey this yep. this week. Um, I didn't. I, ultimately, I'm glad we did it. Yeah, because two and three are fucking great SOV splatter films, and ultimately, I do like Andrea Schnoss as a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, leaving out part four. Yeah. One, two, three, and um, Anthropophagus two thousand. Yeah. I think all have merit. Yeah. And uh, though I do think that, you know, I still need to see Zombie 90. And though that I do think Inbog is the better uh, German Splatter filmmaker, I, I still think Andreas Schnoss's place in the history of German Splatter is justified and, you know, deserved. Well, yeah. I mean, this is just a major blemish. Major blemish. Major fucking blemish. I just don't. But I'm not going to blame him. I'm going to blame Tim O'Rose. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I should, but I ain't going to because it makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, something I also have to ask, and I don't want to get, like, heat from fucking anyone in the, in you know, behind the scenes. But Synapse, why'd you have to release this? Yeah, well, I think it's because it's part of it's a series, you know what I mean? <sighs> but this is where I would, I would say being a completionist is not necessary. <laughs> Yeah, just I mean, have it be the three. You already had you had Zombie ninety, buddy. I w- I would say that, right? Yeah, I would say that. Except for I own Survival of the Dead because I want yeah. to complete the, the the Dead trilogy, the Dead series. So you know, fair enough, I guess. And though I do not hate that movie as much as this, it's definitely still a blemish. <laughs> yeah. So I understand it. I'm not gonna shit on them for putting it out. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna say I that. I just don't like, understand it. Why? I'm just gonna say it's unfortunate it exists. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that, like, he fucking gave it a four on Letterbox. Yeah, but is he going to, like, shit on his movies he puts out? That's not good advertisement. Uh, no, but just don't do it then. I agree, but, you know, enough on that. I don't want to shit on... No, I, lo- I do love Synapse. I love Synapse, and I love Don May and Jerry. They're great. Yeah, they're, 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 they've been nice to us. Oh, yeah, you know. But, man, fuck. I got invited to Jerry's house. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. He told oh, me, shit. my sister and my brother-in-law, if we ever were in the, the area he lives in, the come hang out with him and watch movies. Oh, sure. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's a great guy. Synapse is awesome. And yeah, I hate that there's this weird drama between Synapse and Vinegar Syndrome. I do, too. And I wish it didn't exist. <laughs> I do, Ultimately, I like, uh, I like when companies get along. I don't, yeah. like, I don't like drama at all. <laughs> no. Especially, like... It makes me sad. In a way. Not, real, <laughs> not real drama. Yeah. Real drama me, gets... It makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't like and it. Again, I don't want to shit on Synapse for, like, the stuff they put out. Because they put out some really fucking interesting stuff. And they've and put, they up put out bad stuff too. I mean, this oh, is yeah. just truth. There's no company's perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just the way it is. You know. I mean, shit. They put out Looker the Nicker Badges. It's not a good movie, you yeah. know. But hey, people wanted it. I just, I, I don't know. It's it's just. It just re- blame the movie. I mean, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, I know. If it didn't exist, it wouldn't have been in the box set. 
Yeah. It's like Phantasm Ravager. Do you really want it to be in that box? No, no. but if it wasn't in there, you'd probably be like, well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess. Same time, I just, I just wish this movie didn't fucking exist. That I agree with, but I'm done talking about it, I think. I am too. I don't want to think about this movie ever again. No, it's out of our psyche and done, and we're never going to look at it ever again. I'm sure someone's going to fucking ask a question about it too. <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, violent shit's one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah. And this is just a. Uh, In reality, two and three. <laughs> this was like a fan film. Yeah. Fuck it. You know, it yeah. doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't even exist. Fuck it. It doesn't exist. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But that's it. Yep. You know, that's violent shit. It's been an interesting ride. Uh, next, literally next week, oh yes, to plug it again, the mighty, the epic, the fucking awesome, the cool as fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other adjectives. Uh, the dope, the dope, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Terry. Which, if you don't know him, get yourself educated with who this man yes. is. Uh, he is behind Morbid Horror Podcast. Yes. Which is a fucking awesome podcast that I really do genuinely love. Yeah, go check him out. Especially the episodes where he does like top fives or tens. I can never remember what, how many they do with Lucky Serretti. The list, the, whatever, how many they do, yeah. the list of episodes with Lucky Serretti are my absolute favorites. They're great. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's great at everything, dude. Go listen to the Chris Severed interview, interview yeah. as well. Uh, you know, Morbid Horror. Very fascinating. You can find it on all platforms or Severed Cinema, which you yeah. should check out Severed Cinema Maze. Oh, oh, absolutely. You know, I've discovered a lot of interesting shit through Severed Cinema, mm-hmm. including Mario Dora. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mario Dora and uh, uh, White Gardena. <laughs> well, which I do feel like if you listen to the Severed Cinema interview. <laughs> yeah, right. It's kind of funny. Probably, he probably is like, man. <laughs> man, I should not have opened that can of worms. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Understandable, too. You know? Yeah, but, oh, yeah. 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 Great interview. Great podcast. And a movie that we've championed a shit ton. Deviant. Yes. Put out through Dead Vision Productions, Lucky Serretti's company. Um, is fucking awesome as well. Yeah. Brandon Terry's awesome. The interviews was great. Matt missed the majority of it because he was at work, but it's okay. Fucking bullshit, man. I held the fort down. And it Thank was, you, John. It, no problem. Anytime. And uh, it was good. It was a really good interview. Mm-hmm. He was really fun to talk about. You know, we, t- we, we range topics from, you know, uh, his movie and yeah. his podcast to the genre, of the extreme genre as a whole to just horror to uh, Halloween, we talk about the holiday yeah. Halloween a bunch. You know, it's a it's a great interview, and I'm very thankful and uh, honored that Brendan Terry came on the show. Yeah, and, absolutely, uh, man. Says he listens to our show as well, which is fucking awesome. It is awesome. Cause it's cool when someone you're a fan of also like supports your product as well. You yeah, know? likes the shit you're doing. Yeah, because we were f- fans of his before. You know. Oh yeah. We asked asked him to do the interview. You know, so yeah, Brendan Terry's great. He's fucking awesome. The interview's awesome. I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I think I think you're all going to enjoy it. So that'll be next week's episode. Literally next week's episode. And the week after that, we're not sure just yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have something planned, though. But we, I just want to make sure that we have it in the can before we start. Yeah. Because you never know. Things happen. You know what I mean? Because sometimes like we, we do point out this stuff and it kind of gets ahead of us, too. Yeah, life gets in the way of some shit yeah. sometimes. So we want to make sure that... We have what we're planning in the can before we announce it. it there will be, of course, so there is something planned. Yes. I, it's going to be great. It's one or two, one of two things. Yes. Which we will, you'll find out. Yes. Uh, yeah. Get excited for the Brennan Terry interview. Yes. 100%. So, I guess, you know, the usual, check out Spooky Cellulose, check out mm-hmm. uh, Cinema's Underbelly, check out Severed Cinema, check out Spooky Rice, 
Check Please. out everybody. Check out uh, you know, Sam Hale. Mm-hmm. Check out uh, Future Productions, very fine crap video. You know, support everybody. Like we yep. always say, all the shout outs. Morbid Horror Podcast, Quality Violent Cinema Podcast, uh, Uneasy Terrain Explorers Club Podcast. Um, there's another one. What am I missing? There's another Extreme Cinema Podcast that popped up, but I can't remember. I feel bad when I do this. I'm, yeah. I'm like, shit, I'm forgetting somebody. Quality Violence? I said Quality Violence. Okay, yeah. Yeah. They got uh, Stephen Byro and Marcus Cook coming up on their show, which is oh, very, awesome. very exciting. Um, you know, just check everybody out. So spread the love. Yes. Build the community. Absolutely, man. Google gobble, Google gobble. <laughs> you are now one of us. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate you, every single one of yous, for always listening and uh, asking questions and just being fucking cool and Making two idiots feel like they uh, have a platform. <laughs> yeah. ma- ma- making us feel somewhat special. Make us feel loved. <laughs> yes. You guys are great. Yeah, thank you all so much. But uh, anything else we need to say before we call it an episode? Fuck Fallen Shit 4. <laughs> I can agree with that. Um, <laughs> on that note, I am John. I am Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick. On cinema. 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 I ever tell you I love Brendan Terry? Yeah, 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 you have. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yep. Probably making me uncomfortable doing that. I'm sorry. (laughs)